0: everybody, welcome to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. It's podcast number... Nine. Nine? nine? nine. Whoa, mm-hmm. we're all saying Eight. that. Nine. We made it through nine, Ed. Yeah, really. Uh, wow, what a show we have. One of the more popular guests we've had to date on Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast has been Charles' Mini Drag Bike Mosley. Because Charles knows the deal. Charles in it. Uh, Charles has been there when it was all happening. He tells a great story and he's here with us tonight. Charles, welcome to the podcast. All right. Thanks everybody out there. <laughs> My wife says he's cute. It's like, enough of that. Come on. Uh, Tim from Iski here. Uh, small Engine Cams, uh, the Hello, Iskandarian everyone. name to anybody who's involved in automotive or, man, any engine for any kind of contraption, minibike included. Uh, Charles, with your help, you're able to get Tim to join us tonight. Welcome to the podcast, well, Tim.
1: Thank you for having me. This Good. is first for me, so uh, I didn't know what to expect, but I've been watching them, and they're really cool. I, I really enjoy watching them.
0: Uh, thank you. Thank you for that. We, uh, we're, we're trying, and you know, the show's only as good as the guests, because when it comes to the host and the co-host, Evil Ed, we're just a bunch of slugs. Uh, how are you, Eddie? It's, All right. It's still hot out there, though, babe. Yeah, it's still hot, but it's cooled off a little bit. Um, what's the latest and greatest with Evil Ed? You know, we always like to check in with you before we kick these things off. Nothing. Come on. Nothing. Maybe next time I'll have something here. All right. Um, I, I have a little update. on it. Working on what my drag bike, yeah. You but you've been so what'd you do from since the last podcast? What did you get anything going? I know you need some parts for Miski, but I got
1: I got had to get a new fuel pump.
0: Did you get you got that? I yeah, thought okay, I got a
1: new fuel pump now. I had to build a, a chain uh chain tensioner,
0: okay? Yeah, I had to do one
1: on that CRC bike, so that's what I'm doing now. What did we
0: use? Did we use one from a bicycle? I'm
1: not sure what the hell I used. Now nah, mine's going to be a solid one that you can move back and forth just so that it rolls yeah it, but it's not gonna be spring tension
2: those like are very db i guess DB those are very
0: practical right? to have those chain tensioners and depending on what your setup is it's it's mandatory but they look good too mine i hardly have any room so that's what i got to use yeah well we'll look forward to maybe a couple pictures on that the folks have been asking uh, a little bit about that so maybe you can uh, help them out a little bit with some picks
1: yeah that's about it then i'm gonna refire it back up
0: um, I'm getting ready to try to get something running. I've been dabbling around with the little uh, Frioli, and Jake Moe is returning Frankenstein next week. He had to get the brakes set up, and that's a cool custom bike that he's been building. I might yeah. need a new cam. Well, I know a guy. Do you? In fact, there's quite a few of them from the notes that I've received. You know, really? I, I posted that it was going to be the star <laughs> yeah, of the I show tonight. I need a new cam. Well, what do you need? He's right here. I don't know. Well, we'll see. see? We'll see how it runs. All right, we'll get in line. But <laughs> there's nothing
1: <laughs> like an hisky cam. What, what's it powered by? Your <coughs> uh, it's a Briggs animal. Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: it's a Uncle Frank's motor. Uh, for oh, those folks who like make- a black a uh, blue Wazoo, that's what it is. Blue Wazoo. I, I remember. Oh, that. Okay. Tell folks
0: about that, Charles. That that engine, the Uncle Frank's, it, and the Blue Wazoo, because they, they you used mentioned to have
2: it. a class. It started with the flathead. I think it made like twelve point five or something. But then the Blue Wazoo animal, I can't remember if it was fifteen or eighteen, 18. or something. 18? Eighteen horsepower. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's well, like a class. you supposed to leave the motor sealed up and run it the way it is. But yeah, I got the seals on mine. Yeah, if you bust the seals, then it's you, you can't. You, really, you, know you can't run it in the class no, anymore. Oh, no, but they're a good engine to get and build up from if you want to. Ed, Thank
0: what are you going to do with the drag bike when when it's done? You're going to roll it out. You're going to ride it. You're Man, gonna...
2: I'm going to sell it probably. Okay. You know, I'll ride it one time. And
0: sure. Put I'm it through getting the... too
1: old to be out there.
0: Well, that would be a pretty uh, interesting
1: bike for folks that
2: I are in the collectors. I already a bunch of those guys, and I had to tell them, go home and tell your mommy an old man just whooped your butt. <laughs> you, why don't you do it a couple more times with this bike? <laughs> it's no fun
0: now. Oh, you'd have a little fun. I might
2: get beat up now. There's too many guys out there. <laughs> go with Charles. <laughs> well, well like, yeah. They talk They talk crazy to me out there, too. See? Yeah, there's no fear now.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. guys like me and Tim, our fighting days are over.
3: Those kids you know, we are wanna, rough. Out we want there, everybody man. to just
0: be nice. I watch all that shit on the <laughs> on the on the websites, and and everybody is. Uh, we talked about it on the last show the competitive juices are flowing, and everybody wants to go fast, which makes this a perfect podcast because you know you give the people what they want. So with that said, Charles, uh, I had uh, opened earlier with the show that you had been one of the more popular guests that we've had so far, largely because of what I mentioned, uh, the stories and the builds. Uh, but you also have been a a, a good source for me, in a variety of ways. And one of those examples is you turning me on to Tim.
2: Yeah, yeah, Tim. So well, you know, me and Tim go way back. <laughs> I'm just happy he was talking to me and telling me that, uh, you know, he's going to get back into mini bike racing because he retired for a little while.
1: Well, I don't I, I you know. I know about
2: racing. Maybe just build one, oh, put around, and show up once in a while. Around. You know?
1: Yeah, we talked
0: about getting you a frame yeah, you and get maybe something done before the mini bike show
1: yeah that's my that's my goal i in fact i i texted george today i said hey how much for a frame i got to <laughs> yeah. get started on something and show up this year with a little something you know a little something just build a little a well what everyone would a expect
0: from you like if, if tim showed up with his bike right charles and then if he shows up with a bike the first thing everybody's going to want to do is like see the engine because yeah. Yeah, that's what you're known for let's face it right so he's
2: saying now he's gonna leave the motor stock. No, <laughs> no, 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 I don't I don't want to be no! You do it. know. because he's <laughs> gonna be like, I'm just gonna do a little bit to it, you know, and then he gonna do a little bit more, a little bit more, and then I don't know what he gonna well, do. We'll see it. where it goes. But
1: I, yeah, you know, I, and I you, I, I you know, I'm thinking I, about that. I don't have, I haven't had a mini bike for some time. Well, yeah, it's easy to catch you up. You know, I think that's
0: the beauty of all this. <clears> like you said, you call one guy. You're, next thing you know, you've got a frame. If that guy ain't working, you call the next guy. Before you know, you've got a frame. Engines, you're going to be covered up. But Ed, when camshafts came up when I was a kid, you know, like you nodded your head. It's like, oh, it's got a cam in it. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like, you didn't know what the hell people were talking about, especially when you were just coming up. You didn't own a car. Not when you are 10 years old. Yeah, so you all pretended yeah, you yeah. knew what a cam was. And, and to this day, I think that a camshaft, people make it sound like they really know what a camshaft does. And a lot of them don't. I think what I found out is it's really like the brain of the engine, in my view, right? Yeah. It yeah. tells those valves when they're moving and yeah. how they're moving. Why don't you, Tim, give folks the real version of essentially what a, what is a camshaft's role, and and, well, and really why is it that you guys at Isky and now through Small Engine Cams have become such a uh, you know a talked about company? What is it that you guys are doing?
1: Well. Um Let's see. My dad, you know, he he was sort of a pioneer. You know, he uh, he got into the cam business uh, while waiting for a cam from another Ed named Ed Winfield, who was kind of a pioneer guy. You know, he had a uh, he had he made his own carburetors, and he was a one-man show, kind of like I am. And he would grind cams, in his garage and his guys would wait for these cams so my dad got into it oh he bought a cylindrical grinder and said I wonder if I can make a little attachment you know rocker bar attachment he got into it you know and and so by the time I was born he was like you know well established you know in the cam business how
0: yeah. many years had he been uh, established has he been there have well, you been there 5 10 years or was it
1: I'm are you my age 40 I, I'm uh, I'm uh, 42 going on 43 here pretty oh, soon okay. And so my dad was uh, like fifty-two when I was born. He was so, rocking and
0: rolling. Yes, yeah, so you know, he, he was. Yeah, he had already <laughs> the folklore had already begun.
1: <laughs> so he uh, he had been in, established for a good number of years. I, I guess he started it. I want to say in I think he started his company in about forty-six. Yeah, you know, as a one-man show. Sure. You know, and then eventually uh, in the garage. You know, and then eventually, you know. Got film employees and started to you know build upon that, and he was a good. He he always had good marketing, you know.
0: Yeah, the logo, the and, Isky logo and, uh, is everywhere, and he,
1: and he had that cartoonist Pete Millar, and I and I look at those Isky tunes, and the guy was really sharp. He could he could take a blank piece of paper and draw a story really good, funny stuff. Yeah. And uh, well, anyway, I guess it was. Uh, through just a lot of dyno testing and experimentation that there was a lot learned. Sure.
0: Mostly and with him or did he, he have his little core group of guys? Was had, it him and a guy? Know, my or?
1: dad, uh, took it so far. And then my older brother, Ron kind of took it over, uh, you know, the cam design part of it and, you know, software started to be available. And I mean, I'm, my mind gets boggled at the way Ron used to do it because he had this, uh, thing called a CompuCorp thing sure. that used to...
0: I remember CompuCorp.
1: Oh, my goodness. I look at the thing and he said it was like you had to... He got a hold of this thing called the the polynomial formula or something. He, he would yeah. make one change and it would take it forever to spit out data. And, oh, my goodness. I, I don't even yeah. know what he went through. But I guess at the time that was what you did. And so he has data that of stuff that he would design. Now you got programs, man, where you can just click 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 and then you can come up with stuff it was always amazing
0: to me that those guys and i'm talking about the iskies but also the childs and albert and lunatis and for that matter anybody in the valley that was making speed parts Pete jackson gear drives sure these were basically hot rodders yeah that made their own parts but as technology started to come into play those guys went from being just like guys that kind of grind cams to they got the software they had that technical expertise yeah. these guys were borderline genius behind those genes and that That's overhauls right. they they knew their stuff and i always found that technical insight that they had amazing mm-hmm. and you never really
1: thought about it because
0: if you look yeah. at guys that are really well known in the industry they don't necessarily look <laughs> like professors right
1: true yeah but so, they 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 had a good work ethic and they had a a real desire, you know, to come up with stuff. You know, b- before you couldn't just buy all the bolt-on stuff; you can buy now, and yeah. you had to make a lot of stuff. But then, people started coming to those guys and saying, "Hey, uh, how can I get one of those?" "Oh, okay, I'll make it for you." And b- before you knew it, there was a demand for it. And then, you know, it. it I guess that's how this deal got going. You yeah. know, and I, you know, and I guess I'm kind of a newcomer in a sense. You know, that a lot of that was already going on by the time I was born. So, you know, I grew up. Uh, Everybody's like, oh, your dad, you know, your dad. I always uh, know him as dad, you know, but uh, people would say, oh, he's a famous guy. I always just knew him as dad, but he had all this stuff, and I remember not knowing what any of it was and just playing around in the shop, you know, not really realizing what was there and then little by little kind of gaining an interest in it.
0: Yeah, for some reason, your dad always reminded me of one of my favorite Yankee baseball players. In fact, I share a birthday with him, Yogi Berra. Yogi Bear was one of those guys that either by the way he acted or the, what he said, he had all those yogiisms, but he was just a larger-than-life character. And your dad, Isky, the SEMA Hall of Famer, this guy that, you know, David Freiberger, the guys from Hot Rod magazine, you know, talk to any guys that, it, it, in any form of racing, and your dad is like an icon. When you go to SEMA, yeah. and he walks into the SEMA Hall of Fame cocktail party, I remember guys like Carroll Shelby, Making oh, a the yeah, yeah. Gettlebrock mm-hmm. stopping his conversation to go see him, uh, Dick Simpson, yeah, at the time, Jim Deese. These guys look, these icons looked yeah. at your dad as an icon. So, how was that for you
1: growing up, the son of a, an icon? I mean, I, he would take me to uh, the races and he would take me to different, uh, oh, I mean. I've been everywhere with him. You know, he'd take me to auctions where he'd buy all that stuff, you know, stuff that's like in the backyard. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Stuff around his house, stuff. I mean, oh my goodness. When he was doing his picking, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But he would take me everywhere. And I, so I've been around a lot of these people, you know, and of course. They'll tell you the stories about your dad. And, you know, I'm running around, just playing around, you know, and I, I guess it didn't hit me till later, I guess, what. Who a lot of these guys were and what they had accomplished, and yeah, the you know, scope, what I'm the,
0: the scope of his uh, his popularity. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then Wh- it
1: kind of, you know, it's it's uh, like I was telling somebody the other day. You know, when uh, when Ascot closed, yeah, it was around the time that I really had started to appreciate the place. You know, because I I had a friend that got me a job there cooking fries at Turn One concession stand. And I, I, and I really start, and, I get, and I made friends there and, and stuff, and I'd been going there for years, you know, it's, it, I yeah. just figured it was loud. it would always be there. No, it's gone. And you know, it, it's that kind of thing. Sometimes it hits you later. Sure, you know, And I had started to say, "Hey, this is right here in the heart of the city, you know, and then it's gone. you know And
0: Well, I'm sure that you and, probably have had uh, a lot of uh, fun trips with him. Maybe at the time you didn't realize the magnitude. Of sure, them yeah. and the people that you were meeting, but now as you get a little bit older and you see that, I'm sure that's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So, your dad's uh, the guy when it comes to cam chefs, and with all due respect to the comp cams, who obviously they've got their own folklore. And the I, mean, sure. I remember the crane cams, and it seemed like everybody and, the, and their brother had gotten to the cam chef line, the Edelbrock performers, yeah. and everything else. But oh, the sure. fact was, when, when you said cam, isky was kind of the it was almost generic it was it was it was and still to this day it remains that way so yeah. congratulations in order not only to your dad but the company <laughs> but you you'd then say okay look um uh, i've got an opportunity how did the small engine cams business pop up can you tell the folks yeah. a little bit about how that blossomed
1: well here's how that happened um as a kid maybe i don't know, 13 or 14 or something i uh My dad used to tell me, like, hey, when are you going to get interested in the shop and not just play around, you know, start learning some stuff. And I, oh, yeah, one of these days, you know, you're into arcade games and all kind of stuff as a kid. I remember him, he gave me this Briggs & Stratton. It had to be a flathead. I mean, it was an old Briggs & Stratton. And I remember knowing nothing about engines. I mean, nothing at all. I mean, I knew what a cam looked like because I'd seen them, but I didn't know what the cam did. I didn't understand any of it. Not sure you
0: wanted to. I
1: got these tools, and I was so frustrated because well, why do they use different size bolts on the head than they do on the sidecar? I didn't even know it was a sidecar. You know, I pull this thing apart, and then my dad's explaining, you know, the cam turns half crank speed. Well, that's a dumb idea. Why'd they do that? You know, oh, it's so frustrating. I didn't know nothing about it. And so, you know, but eventually he was explaining to me this and that, and it didn't all hit me right then, but, you know, so I started to learn, you know, and went to high school auto shop, and by that Time I had engine theory, you know, down and. Did you have a little
0: pressure at at shop class because folks thought because of your name that you had to be like the ace? Let me tell you about
1: the shop class I went to. It Was at Gardena High School, and we had this guy named Mr. Garcia, and all the like gangbangers would (laughs) ditch class and go to his class. Sure. And. And not only but learn life lessons too. And if you were late to that class, he would grease the fence. (laughs) <laughs> You'd get oh, this guy was a.
3: He was one best, of us. Oh
1: my goodness! You still see This guy, I think he might have passed away. Did he? Abel Garcia. A lot of people would probably still remember him from oh, he 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 was a great guy though, and he was funny and yet he knew a lot of stuff, but he would also he had a way like an of, uncle,
0: right? Aren't the shop class, especially the cool instructors, they're kind of like your uncle, you know? They yeah. Were,
1: oh, he he was something else, but. He, he's going to be missed, let me tell you. And so... So you're in the shop so, class? You're in the shop class? Yeah, so, then uh, you know, start working at the shop and uh, doing uh, doing jobs here and there. And I've done just about everything around there. Maybe not everything, but, you know, I mean, I've done everything from pulling parts, packing parts, shipping parts, eventually learned how to grind cams. Uh, my late teens learned how to grind cams and... The flat tappet cams at first and then roller cams. Who taught you was it your dad there? One teach of the you workers it? there. A guy named Jose. Uh the yeah, you're gonna teach Tim how to grind cams. Otherwise you, you know. gotta learn from your dad.
0: You know it's always tough to learn oh, from yeah, your so dad or tough. your brother, right? So it could be a stranger, it'd actually yeah. be easier than
1: so Jose taught you a little bit on the grind. Yeah, and yeah, uh, he taught me how to grind uh on one of those Norton grinders and I was grinding like probably small block Chevy cams or something. And, uh, Did they let you screw up a few of them? Uh, you know, it, the funny thing, I didn't miss index a lobe until I had been doing it for a while. I guess the confidence got up, and then you're not paying <laughs> sure. attention. You know, we got these index plates. You know, you pop yeah. the pin in for 1 through 16, you know, and you just... And uh, I remember the first time I missed index one, I go, oh, man, I, I I can screw one up, you know. <laughs> and so <laughs> <You're not laughs> that core's junk, you know. It's not like these small engine cams, you know, where if I, you know...
0: Yeah, we uh, see one I, in front of you there. Yeah,
1: so if 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 I screw up one of these loaves, I can always... Little little I'll just weld it up, and that's it, actually better because the hard-facing rod you put on there is actually harder. <laughs> than they, yeah, you can make it like you never screwed it up, but on those, no, you try to weld one of those, and it just spits. And
0: you got to cut your teeth on those, right? I mean, that, you, you've got to understand and those things in totality before you can go so on.
1: So I actually dis- uh, decided, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to work here anymore. I'm going to work for someplace else, and this guy, this guy Fred... Uh, from my church, he, he he says, hey, you can work over here. And I worked at the, uh, he got me a job working at this place. I made a little more money over there. But I, you know, looking back though, I can see why they don't just, you know, start you off making a lot of money at your dad's shop, because that probably wouldn't have been healthy for me maybe, but I didn't make a lot, you know, I said, oh, I'll make a little bit more over here. So I left and we were making these cool machines that were all stainless steel. And it was a big difference from my dad's shop because it was ultra clean environment, you know, and, uh... Long story short, I was working there. And after about a year, they laid off a bunch of people. So here I am going, huh, this didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy! <laughs> hey, Dad, you think I worked back there? Yeah, you come back over here.
0: So, Well, your dad's probably feeling like, you know, hey, look, it's my yeah. kid. He wants to go out and cut his own
1: path. Let you, let, It's like oh, running away yeah. for the first time. It's like, oh, let him yeah. go.
0: He'll be back, right?
1: Yeah. So dad took you back? Kid, you know, my dad's a wealthy man, but he wasn't one of those guys that just gave us all silver spoons, you know. No. It, it wasn't like that, but.
0: Yeah, I um, I would like to have his so. penny jar, let alone his bank account. After all the years, and he doesn't see. But seem- you know, he doesn't live like
1: like. No. You see his car. You see his car. He fills the him Cadillacs up to the brim. infamous. Yeah.
0: What's yeah. the deal with those things? He fills them up. He fills them
1: up, and then and then when they when they don't hold anymore, you see. I see him. They're the always car? parked at. He he pulls I right s- in front of the door. That's his spot, right? He pull in there, and the suspension's bottomed out. Just a, just a, not completely, but if you hit a bump, it goes, you know, you know you feel the shocks move and then it goes, it makes a thud. That's his car.
0: It's not just the car though either, right? It's like his desk.
1: Oh, his house, his yard, his shop. There's so much stuff that's not business related around that shop. You you could be related, Eddie. I used to be so frustrated. I mean, how come Edelbrock is like spick and span and we're like this? How come? Edelbrock's on the yacht in the marina Yeah, with the escot and the monocle. Listen. Yeah, it's
0: But isn't it cool to know that different. you could be out there 10 listen, deep? Even
1: my room at home I used to fight <laughs> to for <get> space <laughs> Dude, And you if were... you'd let that go He would fill it up I'm telling you and, just... and
0: to think these guys now They save a few magazines and leave a couple packs of cigarettes There and they're on hoarders It's like your dad could teach those oh, hoarder dudes listen, some tricks huh?
1: I told my dad I said dad <laughs> If if your house ever caught on fire you can get out right Because oh let me tell you Lots, lots of stuff uh-huh. But that's just you know he grew up Poor, yeah. And I get it was sort of the, he was born yeah. 1921. It was yeah, kind it's of tough, that tough Depression time. era. Oh, he says you couldn't you could you just you didn't find junk laying around him. People saved rubber bands, they everything. Saved, yeah, you didn't everything. throw anything out. You and didn't... so you know what I, I, I've never been through exactly what he's been through. So so you know I yeah. uh, you know I've uh, I got friends whose moms are like that. You know, sure. And it, so uh, you know it's not just my dad, but yeah. So well, so your dad
0: I, did it in grand style. Oh my. So goodness, to finish the story, so when the car would get filled up all the way.
1: He he would, He didn't uh, clean the car, right? He's got fishing poles in there. <laughs> he goes to Fabulous Burger. By the way, so yesterday, Mini Bike Paul and Nett came down. And thank you guys for coming down. It was, it was really fun. So we talked about the water transfers and all that. Yeah, he was anyway, a great anyway, guest on I the show. The fun. They couldn't believe how much stuff is over there. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, one of his Cadillacs is parked in the backyard. And I go, oh, you heard about his cars, right? Well, here's one of them. Right now, my dad's driving this little red car. It's like a... I don't know. It's it's not like it, because he always gets these older Cadillacs that are like 20 years old They have the North Star in them or Sure, something. he likes that style. And, he, and he's got them full. Uh, well, anyway, uh, they were like, whoa. Yeah, the whole back seat is, and I mean literally, <laughs> this high filled up across. Nobody, can sit, Nobody can sit back there. Nobody can sit in the I'm passenger seat. It. Nobody can sit anywhere except the driver's seat. There's... What's and the there's even in? stuff there, but you know he can fit in there. Is it the newspapers or everything oh, else? Oh, it listen, it's newspapers. It's 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 everything. I don't even yeah. know what it is. It's, it's his life, right? It's his equipment, cheeseburger trays, it's, it's, oh, oh, it's great. everything. Oh
0: my God! So, so what a great eBay yeah. vehicle. Do you <laughs> be able to buy iski as is with <laughs> yeah. all the stuff
1: in there? And so my dad, what? he's got this deal going with the with the lady at the uh, fabulous burger. That's where they go like every day for lunch. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, yeah, all the scraps, you know, save them for me. I'll give them to the cats. And there's cats back there and there's sure. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's it's different than just about any place. You know, it's funny you, you mentioned know, that. that you remember Confer?
0: They're all off road guys. Okay. Family business. Pete Confer, his sons, they built all kinds of racks for off road vehicles. Yeah. And they did a really good job. Yeah. A heavy duty machine uh, shop off of Burbank, off of near the uh, near that steakhouse over there off of. Uh, Uh, the five freeway, and it was the same thing. He probably had literally the first profits he made. He had been in business, his own business for 20, 30 years. He was an icon in the off-road industry, and he didn't change whatsoever. Yeah, You know, he cooked off of a hot plate. He shot rats during the lunch break in the warehouse. Uh They probably were doing quadzillion, millions of dollars in the industry. They could literally lived on the Palisades. He just chose same outfit, same deal, same cigar. Happy yeah. as a lark. Never dive an ulcer. The money didn't make a difference then. They just wanted to get out good products, and yeah. they did it their way, and that's all there was their yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. So, so you 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 must have had an awesome time there. But you break
1: out, you then come back, and yeah, then why? I come back and I and and uh, I knew what junior dragsters were. I guess they were pretty new at the time. I mean, they hadn't been out long. Fifteen years,
0: ten years. Junior dragsters. When mm-hmm. when did Terminal Island right. reopen? Yeah.
1: Junior dragsters. Hey, Terminal Island reopened in the nineties. Oh, she's early so Early yeah. nineties, but it closed yeah. before two thousand. So early nineties, Junior Dragster has been out for a little bit. Yeah, okay. And I'd heard, and and somehow I, I'd seen one run at Terminal. I think Mike Cook owned one, and for his kid. Those and, are the and, Briggs uh, Raptors the, or yeah, Animal the, Motors. And, and the one I saw was like a stock Briggs Raptor. I don't. Yeah, I mean, it didn't sure. go very fast, but it was cool looking. And I knew there were guys making parts for him. I mean, this is before. You know, the rhino block came out and all this stuff where they moved the cam and crank apart for, you know, big bore. These were like the stock five horse. And then when they, they used to weld them up so they could put a three inch in them.
3: Mm -hmm. And,
1: and, uh, well, anyway, I said, hey, dad, you think I could uh, use Uncle Luther's grinder? Because my Uncle Luther, he passed away about 30 years ago, my dad's brother, but he had a little offshoot of Isky Racing cams and he called it Luther cams, Malcolm Luther. And what
0: market was that serving?
1: And uh, the motorcycle guys. Great. So he did anything from those little, uh, I don't know, Trail 70s. Yeah, to the Honda CT 70s, Z50s. The, the, the Honda 750s. Yeah. Oh. to He would weld and regrind these cams and he was a sharp guy. I remember him still. I mean, he, I was, I oh, let's see, I must have been maybe 10 or 12 when he passed away or something like that, but... He had this grinder that he built out of an old brown and sharp cylindrical grinder. And it took the same masters, plate masters, you know, with the profiles on them that one of the machines in the shop did. So I said, hey, Dad, could I uh, make some Briggs and Stratton cams? He says, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, So I went down and got a seller's permit. And uh, this is about 20 years ago. Then I uh, placed this little ad you know, it's all I could afford. i put the smallest ad in the back of Junior Dragster Magazine, back when it was a print publication. Right. And so, and I had a pager at the time. Oh. And so what I, you remember the pagers sure where you'd do. put a mm-hmm. voicemail? They would call, and then I'd have a little greeting message, and they would leave a message. And the pager would go off. You're I'd sure. retrieve the message, go and then call these people back. Can yeah, you imagine man. that? I, I did that for yeah, a while, though. Sure. <laughs> yeah man, page you were
0: pretty cool. You had a page. I thought you were James yeah, and Bond and shit. And so, shit. You break one and of those so button, I you just
1: got, you know, I remember getting my first order and I was just stoked. Yeah, I mean, man. just stoked. JC Specialty I think was the good. Oh. <laughs> if they ever listened to this, but I didn't say you're my first order. Of course I'm not gonna say <laughs> yeah, that. Sure, <laughs> sure. But I was like um yeah I get that handle for you. Yeah, you know. And I
2: JC Specialty is big in the small engines. Uh, they pretty much got like. The biggest uh, product, like far as the the product the, line, the yeah, selection, catalog, yeah. is huge. I Man, the the book alone. Where are they, Charles? Somewhere, somewhere way, back east, Florida something. Yeah, yeah. Know. I, you that, know, speaking
1: of, yeah. I I looked at your site. Ohio, is it in are Ohio? They? I think
3: they're oh, in Ohio. It
1: Could be. It's yeah. been so long. I mean, I can't remember where JC uh, specialty. I like.
0: I've got to say, and I want to get back to the story quick, but I I started looking at your online catalog, thinking I was going to see a handful of cams. And that was just the first page. She could on there, it's valves, springs, connecting rods, clutches, uh, flywheels, wheels, tires,
3: roller rockers,
0: uh, yeah. racing fuel. Incidentally, yeah. I want to talk to you about Rocket Brand racing fuel. Okay. Uh, I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with you. You went in there and you owned it on your website. This this was your one stop shop to go fast. Had the blocks, had the your heads. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Wow, what a so. And we'll talk more about this because yeah. we share all the website information as well. But the your 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 website tells me that you've pursued this with a passion. You, so you went on. You got that little machine going <laughs> with Luther. The Luther had and got these yeah. these cams going. You sell your first cam and then it's on.
1: When did he pop up? Well. <laughs> You know, if the, the first mini biker mm-hmm. that I remember coming in was this guy named JJ. JJ, you know him? Yeah. You know, but you know JJ, the street mm-hmm. race guy with I the Camaro. JJ with the Camaro, <laughs> yeah. green Camaro. But JJ <laughs> was a character too. Okay. All these guys are characters. You, you know that? Well, sure. We he's so a character right there. I've, oh man, you know, and and JJ comes in and he's like, "Yeah, some of us guys that used to race cars are now racing these mini bikes." And, and they're talking about drag this, bikes like, or they're
0: talking about Joe's mini bikes? We're, oh, I'm
1: talking about like custom build. Is, this is before I remember all this bolt on stuff. Had he had a, some kind of they...
2: 9 Briggs Vanguard. Okay, they didn't okay. actually make any parts for it. What frames are they putting them on though? Oh, that was a Joe frame. Uh, extended Joe frame? frame? Uh, like, hmm. like it what? was a green, regular size, regular Joe size? frame. Yeah, It okay. was a little bit bigger than With that. With those
1: big engines on there?
2: A 9 Vanguard was pretty big.
1: I And I bet you. You know, because I don't remember. I don't know if today anybody makes any parts for that. But no. he for that, he comes yeah, that, in and he, and he wants to. Can you redo this cam? And I'm like, yeah. So I <laughs> I profile it, see where it's at, and then I at the time I didn't know cam design. I picked that up later. I was using existing iski grinds. Okay. I'll tell you how I got into the cam design later. Sure. So I was using existing isky grinds. So I would my dad would have all these sheets of grinds of what they were, you know, and and I would uh, match him up. I would say, "Oh, this would this would hop that up, nice." So I'd weld it up, regrind it. All right, JJ, come, come get it. And anyway, he liked it; made more power. And then uh, was
0: his- JJ doing other things too, though? Or were these what were these guys doing? They, they'd have you do the cam, right? But were they doing anything with the connecting rod? Were they doing anything with their head? Boy,
1: they-
2: I don't know if he had. Was a Was it just clean swaps? Were they just swapping billet, cams? He didn't have a billet rod. Yeah, because you know, his it. motor blew up, like. Four or five times, <laughs> you know? Was that what they would do,
0: Ed? They would just swap a cam?
2: That's mm-hmm. it? And they, didn't a well, they didn't have those stuff back then. Well, you do the car. If you do the cam, you got a valve to deal with, right? I mean, so you oh, would think yeah. about it. One yeah. leads to the other. So just yeah. swapping the cam. See, nowadays, like... Back then, the, mo- the bikes wasn't as fast then. So right, he had a bigger motor. Everybody had small blocks, which is usually considered to be a six horsepower or less. And um, he had a nine horsepower, so his motor was already so I bigger. Think automatically, I never knew the six and a half
0: horsepower was the small block uh, ratio. So over yeah. that
2: is big block. That's big, what they're saying. Yeah, that's
0: it's, what they yeah, it's pretty big. much consider. Thank you for that. I never, I never. Yeah. I never yeah, so. All right, so JJ comes in, we grind him a cam,
1: Grind him a cam, and then and then he likes it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, it works great. Then. um, Like, did he know
0: what he was talking about because he went faster? Did he like the way it sounded? I mean, a lot of these guys, oh, yeah, yeah, he's got oh, a cam. Well, it's like, he, shit, they well, couldn't tell me I not
2: talking to him, right? Well, JJ was already, a, he's, he already knew about Iski, he had a race car. He used yeah, a racing he had a race drive. car. Got it. Got it. You know, he just knew his dad. He already knew yeah. his dad, and he figured I would ask him. I'm pretty sure him, JJ had an Iski you know, cam,
1: probably in his Camaro. In I his would, Camaro, I would assume you know. he had an Iski cam in there because he had the. I went, I end up going to his house to visit him, right? Because I don't know a lot of these mini bikers yet, right? I mean, he's like first <laughs> one. So I, I said, well, let me see what you're doing, and I didn't. You know, I had more time I had. Let me go to your house and check you out. You know, so I cool. go over there, and. I get talking to him, and he, yeah, there's my Camaro, and he's got this Camaro. It don't look like much, but I heard he won a lot of money with that car. Yeah, a lot of street race. Primed
2: car street with yeah, rubber
1: like, all over the back of it. Uh, a small block or out. big block? It's Camaro. Primer
2: and green. It was like two-tone, yeah. unfinished. Green too. Yeah. It's one of those sleeper yeah. cars. Yeah. yeah,
0: you dumb yeah. them down on yeah. the outside, right? Yeah, it's like racing. And the, the, uh,
2: I get talking to him,
1: and um, I said, "Yeah, man, I used to go to the street races because after we would leave Ascot, me and my 16 year old buddies, you know, we would leave Ascot." That's and Gardena, then we would right? go to 186th and Western. They had a Del Taco there. And I still go to that Del Taco. It used to be a Noggles way back in the day. Sure. Now but, you're uh, yourself with a Noggles. Uh, all the street racers call it Noggles. But everybody would meet up there, and we'd hang out. And we didn't have nothing fast. We, we were wannabes that sure. one of these days thought we were going to be street racers. I'm kind of glad <laughs> I never did that. But, you know, uh, but it was fun because these guys that sit around and talk, and then, you know, they'd... Oh, there's a race, and we'd all caravan, and then somewhere around there, there were some good streets, well, Alameda and all well, that. They, they had different spots, mm-hmm. and oh, man.
0: do the little street just, racing? Yeah. Yeah. It was
1: fun. It was fun to watch. And I got talking to JJ, and I said, yeah, I remember this one dude had this uh yellow Mazda Rotary RX2 or something. Oh, no, I remember And those. I saw that thing beat some V8s. He goes, who do you think that was? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was that you? He's like, yeah. I didn't know him back then, but I was just some yeah. kid, so you he, know. But he, he had everything from the rotary the Mazda to the Camaros. He, said, yeah. he used to wow. build those things in his kitchen. Yeah, he just yeah. yeah. I used to have one. I had an RX two. Yeah,
0: it was green four speed. You had to keep those things full of oil and water, and because and they would run forever. And when you if you if you before you start you, you turn off the ignition. If you revved up that engine and if you turn that key off they backfired Ugh. religiously and after you got to realize the first time I did I thought I was going I got shot <laughs> by the second time I realized I had a great toy and by the by the rest of that time I used to I used to freak people out by turning that thing off and they'd think a gunshot would go yeah. off oh, someone I stole it. that thing I remember I came out of my apartment oh, in Daytona no. Beach, Florida one day it was gone it's like thank God anyway so he's doing it I, he knows his yeah. stuff
1: and well st- you know back then you know you didn't have a lot of uh, bolt on so he's like hey can you make this cam a little bigger and I'm like alright so Look in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Something similar. How do you like the power band, you know? You're going back to the good. Isky. Yeah. Uh, so I had done, you know, this profile. And then I was like, well, how do you like that? Yeah, good. But I just see if you. But he says, I'm, I think he said, I, I got 65 out of it or something. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to get seventy or something like that. He's yeah. like your built-in R and built so like, D guy, right? Well, he's, yeah, he's let me try to well. give you a little bit more.
2: Sixties was going silly fast right. at that time. Seventy already, was yeah. like unheard of back then. This is a long time ago. Yeah. The bikes was only going fifties. How big tires? Maybe, have maybe on cracked six-inch tires. No, I don't know. he had a real <laughs> short tire on the back of it. It was a little teeny bike, and he used to have his son riding. You know? His son is fully yeah, grown now. Yeah, he had a bunch now, of kids. I remember he had a he bunch had of kids. He had his son ride yeah. back then. I don't know, you know if I'd be putting my kid on there. <laughs> yeah. Well, his, son, his son was really good because he knew how to street race yeah. and knew how to beat you by just a half a bike oh, or yeah. something. Because oh, so it was it? all about betting money, you know? Sure. They was big time street racers. Back then. So, JJ's
0: doing a little buy-in and a little R&D and you're bumping up the cam size. And when did it go from the core group, like the hardcores like JJ, to like
1: the, the community? The mini well, bike world well eventually uh you know uh, charles comes in at some point and uh he was you know he was one of the first guys too you know I, I, jj for some reason stands out i think the first guy that came sure but like i said there was no bolt-ons for that so i'm surprised he didn't blow it up sooner you know
0: well you really didn't have much but, somebody would cobble up uh a Makuni carb somewhere, try to put it on. Somebody would cobble up a pipe, oh, right, yeah. Ed, And that would be about the and, extent And of it. one other
1: thing I remember about JJ, when I made him the bigger cam, I said, oh, you got this much lift. Want a little bit more? Let's try a little more lift, see how that does, you know, see how it responds. And he says, it pulls harder and then it cuts out. I don't know something's wrong and I said, "You know what? I I think you got a fuel delivery problem." He was just running whatever dirt bike carb or whatever yeah, he could get so his I mean, hands he's... on and you had to make your own manifold. Sure. This was not like, you know, now you got these billet manifolds. Oh yeah, you know. You, they make them of an elbow Not pipe. like the clone everything's available for. Yeah. So, anyway, um so yeah,
0: so you went from just making bigger cams, on. you do the little bit on the lift and the duration and yeah. all that, yeah.
1: And so uh so uh Charles comes in one day and uh He's like, uh, yeah, I got this. Can you make me a cam? I get, like, yeah. What do you got? And uh, he's like, well, this little GX200. And I remember the Honda motors. And I don't know what size they were, but no. Ascot Slick Track used no, to have it little wasn't, Honda it was, motors.
2: It was a Yamaha. Right.
1: right. Well, the cam he brought was a Yamaha. And he I said. Used
2: to, in 2000, they had F200 racing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I had this Yamaha motor, but they had this cheap cash core that always broke in the Yamaha. The Yamaha and the Honda is very similar. But the, the Honda was a little bigger factory, right, than the Yamaha. The Yamaha was only like 166, and then the Honda was like 196. So that's the difference now. Like how You say, oh, Predator is 212, you know. But back then it broke. So I said, well, you know what? Nobody's running the uh, Honda. Everybody's running Briggs and Stratton. Everybody was Briggs, 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 right? So I came over to Tim one day, and I said, look. Can you copycat this grind onto this cam? And he looked at it, and he said, yeah, I can do that. Right? <laughs> so, look, he did, and then I came back. Well, I beat a few guys, and I said, that's going to be it right there. So, once I started talking to him, I told him, I said, Tim, listen to me. Because everybody I always tell people stuff. They don't really listen. They just be like, this guy, he just be whatever. I said, listen, because I know Tim, he grinds the cams, but he do it, like, every once in a while. It's like, it's not a big deal. I said, if you listen to what I tell you, because I already started talking with AGK. He knows Shane up north. I already told Shane everything. Flywheel guys?
0: Nah, oh, he, no, I'm sorry. He has
2: a. a uh, he's got a like an online car uh, store. Online, got you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We yeah. was already on four cycle and uh, old mini bikes, everything. So you are already talking to him? Yeah, but see, he wasn't into it. He was just working for his dad. So I say, look, Tim, if you listen to me, because see, they just be like, oh, this guy's talking crazy. If you listen to me, you can get make a lot of money doing this stuff, right? All I have to do is win. Right, which I already do always. You be bragging, you know. But I already win, right? I said all I have to do is win, and everybody wants to copycat the stuff that I do. You can help launch this. You, yeah. you can. Yeah. Well, all I do because I already had all the pictures because I'm already online yeah. with a gang of pictures, yeah, and yeah. videos and everything, right? So I told you, you them, had a you had a very this. good
0: brand. The Charles so, Mini Drag Bike Mosley brand was a, was a brand. You, you had already yeah. established. Well, it.
2: when he made it. That was it, right? And then he's just like, go get it from Tim, right? Tim, where are you at? On Alondra and Broadway. And then people started going over there. I want yeah, that so, cam or whatever. Because it was a little teeny cam. It was only yeah. 242. I've never been there. It yeah, was so in tiny. In fact, you the know. cam
1: that Charles had brought me was less
2: lift than that. Yeah, it was like and two. So was I, that yeah, the, the
0: Honda cam that you wanted mirrored
2: after the Yamaha? Or Yeah, the, yeah but it was even smaller than that. What size that came in be... front of you now?
1: Okay, this is a 360. Okay. Yes. Which one is a 360? We started
2: at 230 or something, lift. But I told him yeah. more I was beating half of the guys with the Yamaha. But my Yamaha was at 190cc, and it was big bore at 190cc. And it had that 230 cam in there. I said, this stuff is just steady breaking. And for you to get the parts is ridiculously right. priced. They're expensive. Right? Yeah. So you so hook said, up the Honda. I'm gonna get a Honda. Copycat everything over to the Honda. Why right? do you think Ed, that the Honda took so long
0: to to become the engine of choice? Now, They're, I
1: guess I don't know. It was Honda's no clone. Honda's always had an name Honda for was so. too yeah, that's expensive. That's what I mean. You would
0: think that <clears throat> the Honda would have popped up as soon as the guys got because at some point you got to that you weren't going any further with the with the brakes no. well, and see, the Tecumseh. The you know?
2: Honda was the first overhead valve engine. I was the overhead valve. Then Briggs came in the picture. Because, right. see, they always had 5.5, 5.5. Then they made the new 6.5. So when the new 6.5 came out, All overhead I down. got the first one, like, from Northern Tool. I don't know if you know yeah, Northern Yeah, I, I buy sure. stuff from those yeah. guys. I but just I got, got that. it from Northern <laughs> Tool. And I, and I was like, man, this thing here. But Northern you know, Tools the is owner. the
0: uh, online and yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, parts... Story. they're like a step up, definitely from Harbor Freight. Yeah,
2: yeah. But, oh, I, yeah. And I've
0: always enjoyed the Northern right, Tool so stuff. I had Northern
2: yeah. Tool Honda had them ship me one, the yeah. first ones that came, and uh, I started making power. Once I started making power, I went beyond him. I said, "Man, these cams is working good, but the problem with it is I'm breaking cams." Right. So then that's when I got in contact with Dan Press. I remember I always tell you about the oh, Dan yeah, Press, yeah. It was one guy, right? He already went extreme. He was building um, uh mini, no, 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 mini, what were those things? Midget, quarter midget. Oh, sure, midget. Right? Yeah, midget Open research. quarter midget engines. Those guys so did say, shit. Those a, guys building those engines and those cars, those guys were some really smart dudes. Yeah. It was a billet cam was needed. Because I always, you started having these guys copycat, right? They started having the same exact thing as me, same cams. Everything same head, same carburetor, but you knew that
0: was coming. You know, so you know. That's... Now
2: I got to go even faster. So that's kind of how I started going a little bit more. I got a billet. I got the first prototype billet cam from this dude Dan Press, right? And then later on, I had Isky make the first billet cam for the GX because his cam was a little bit better. Okay. Right. Yeah. Then this other company came. And made their billy cam. But I was like, oh man. But it's made from a better steel. What is it like tool steel or something? And What's there's like, a difference to like that. Now the uh the the gear is steel. Whereas yeah.
1: I was taking a stock gear, you remember? And yeah. I was putting the He had the better. I made a five way adjustable sand. gear out of a yeah. out of a stock one. And I'd never want to do it again, but yeah, I thought expensive, about how to do boy, it back then. But I did I did a handful of them for guys for a few different engines even I did yeah. one for even for the 13 Vanguard for Duby yeah. and, and, and then and for
2: I, uh, Carlos
1: and Carlos yeah yeah and I guess I proved I could do it but the, you know it's like one of those things I, I'm glad I got the experience but you know now man if it's available you just buy the core and then just grind it because it's it's a whole lot you know there's a lot a lot involved in you know taking bar stock and making a program and yeah. Oh, and then, you know, but all like, the whole uh, patterns in it and making the gear adjustable. And, yeah, this, it, this yeah, isn't
0: oh, as if you just press a button. Get I mean, back there's heat a
2: heat treat and, oh, my goodness, yeah. But so it when, when, but see, when Charles just, comes rolling in your office it with this... started with just cams. See, that's the thing. Yeah. He but, didn't think, that, oh, I just made some cams. And he started having, like, two or three cams, right? It was, like, the 242, yeah, Or the stage one, stage two, stage three, however they call the, it, right? You know, the 290. But then... Um, I told him, look, if you listen to what I tell you, because we got to get all this stuff from this company, that company, this company, that company, this company. And this is the main spot for drag racing, because at this time, he still wasn't. I don't know if you wasn't into drag racing yet, or you wasn't into riding them, anybody. No, not yet. yet. And so I was like, all you have to do is buy and sell. That's all you do, right? You already have the name. He already had the name. So what you're
0: talking about is he the, had rides, the large
2: warehouse, the
0: flywheels, all the other the wheels, the yeah. tires, and just go if ahead. If you can yeah.
2: have it here, because yeah. he, yeah. the people in LA hate the wait. They like the most impatient people yeah. ever. They like to right? get it right now. If you yeah. can have something right now, They'll drive down again, even it. with an extra price on top of it. We want it now. Yeah, we're like that. You know, you know, especially so you're like in the me, middle of man. something, you got to finish. I'm some, like that. You know, all you have to do is get this stuff and have it right.
0: Plus, when you were going to see you. You know, is it adjacent to, is it a part of the iski shop? Yeah, I it's run like mine right down out to of down to and again, so. It's like, yeah.
2: dude, we're not going to work today. We're going to go down there. today. He, he had it already. He just wasn't using it. That's yeah. what I was testing. You already got everything see right See, in here. the
1: beginning, I was just doing the Junior Drag Cams. Remember when I said I had the pager? Yep. Eventually, yeah. I got my own phone line. But
2: it was like <laughs> guys that
1: would. I graduated from the pager. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got my own yeah. phone line with an answering machine, right? But still, wasn't super busy. But I would, I, I had like guys like like Craig Blossom from Blossom. He does a lot of these junior drag engines and stuff. He would call me up with orders, and that would keep me pretty busy. One so man you knew show you had Brian knows. yeah, or two guys. Him and kind of of Metro keep Racing, things. and some of those guys, and, and then I would get the guys that would just order onesies, twosies, and that would keep me pretty busy. But I didn't have a website. I just had the ad, yeah. And guys that knew about me knew about me, and then didn't come up with the website site until I started. Realizing that this clone was like, wow, you know, this is going to be a... taking over. And I had... when, When Charles came to see me, I had learned cam design through watching my brother do it. And then I started taking over making the plate masters. But we were making them on something called a Moore jig board, where you'd make a model lobe just like this, make one cut at a time, one degree at a time, and then translate that into the plate master shape, which was, like, much bigger that the machine would copy onto the cam. Well, Charles, I that 242 cam, yeah. I didn't design that one. That one was an existing design that was exactly just like that Yamaha cam that he had. The ramp was exactly the same, except where this one would nose over, this one went up a little, well, okay. a little bit higher. higher. Sure. Yeah. So we'll he, he liked it, and he was like, he says, hey, can you make a 276? Yeah. And I said, okay, I'll be able to make it soon because we were just gonna take delivery of this Haas mill and we had just bought a uh, cam design program that allowed me to design the lobe that I wanted and then tell it the geometry of the cam grinder that I was going to make it on, and it would the master would come out right on the money. We tested it. Perfect. I said, okay, Charles, here's, here's the 276. Yeah, and then he would say, "How about a little more than that? A little more than that." And we, yeah, and, and like cams would, got so But big that two forty six duration that a lot of my cams have, it was it just happened to work. So I was like, "Hey, if it's not broke, why fix it?" We'll just.
2: make like it a good. 246 you had a good and starting and good point, point, point right? 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 Yeah, good point. You had all the was was like for... in the middle of everything. You didn't have. Yeah, with the, especially with the one hundred eight. It's yeah. perfect. The one hundred eight was always. It ain't got. It's not. Too not too much bottom in, not too yeah, much top, right but it, it, it just
1: all around ran good. So it was like kind of good that. Well, it's like having that, a product that, that
0: fits out. a lot of people too. It wasn't yeah. so hardcore that you had to have like some built big block. You could probably yeah. fill a you know a wide customer because by that time the customer base is probably growing from the handful of guys that were popping up at the yeah, store. Yeah, and then
2: Charles would tell guys, "Oh, yeah. come in," and then the guys yeah. would. I think in 2006. The clone kind of like exploded. Yeah, that or was whatever. the shit get off the pot. Once, 2006 is like, yeah. like, you know, they started having all these different model clones come out. Something happened overseas. Yep. I don't know what happened. Oh boy, yeah. they just they had flooding. said something about a contract with Japan or something that made the Honda. Something happened where they cloned the Honda, but didn't made it out of a cheaper material. Right. And sure, sure. That was it. That was it. The game was on. It exploded because the engines were so cheap. Harbor Freight was selling them.
1: Everybody was selling
0: them. what were they selling for at that time when they first rolled out? Remember? Bobby, one fifty. Yeah.
2: But even Champion, because Champion, even right now today was like one of the best clones ever. I don't yeah. know if you ever. Oh know about no, something. I
0: haven't heard of Champion. Champion. Yeah. Champion right. was how right big were those? In, yeah. just right were, there were, in the there. How big city. were they? Ed?
2: Six, six point, six point five. Oh, five. Great,
0: great size, right? Champion. Did you have one? Yeah, yeah I had, one. I did had, one? had did they're one. They're yellow.
2: Santa Fe
1: Springs. Yeah. Santa, Santa, Champion, right?
2: I remember the vanguards. Champion, yeah. They was at Costco. Costco. You used to be able to go to Costco. Oh, they were where I got mine, Costco. Listen. And when Champion came, they started the engines with $200, right? Then you come back next week, there was 179 Then another week, there was 159 One time, there was 99 Then one time they came back, it was $69. Look. Yeah. look. That's, that's they came deal. out. It came well, they really remember, helped us then because everybody look, got one yeah. or two the or three, right? The engines were
0: so
1: cheap, it was crazy. So then how'd your business start to crank up? So, So I thought, well... Everybody's running this. Uh, so I said, maybe I should start carrying parts little by little. That way I could be like a one-stop shop. But believe me, it was slow going in the, in the beginning. Yeah. So uh, dino cams, I've been dealing with them for a long time because when I first started making the Junior Dragster cams, uh dino cams is my competitor but i consider them a friend I, I mean i buy valve springs from them i buy some of their billet cores and put my grinds on them Cause sure. it's like hey if they're available yeah. <laughs> why am i gonna mention that earlier have yeah. a cnc shop make these you know when i can just buy them and they they sell them to me at a reasonable price good well when i first got into this though i, I that the briggs cast cores is all i had but guys were like hey but in these junior dragsters uh, those might break you know we want some billet cores. well i knew howard's cams was making them and we're, they were like friends of ours long-standing company. When I first got into this, I called up and said, hey, I see you guys have uh, junior dragster seven-way adjustable you know billet setups. Can I buy those cores from you? Oh, uh, they said, uh, this guy Jerry from Howard's Cams, guy's in a wheelchair. He's got hand controls on his car. He said, we're going to come down and see you. So they come down for lunch, and he gives me a brand new Briggs Raptor in the box, brand new. And a box of whatever cores they had left. They said, you're getting into this, we're just getting out of it. <laughs> that was so cool. Howard, handed you the baton. Yeah. And and uh, we had lunch and this and that. And never forget that. And to him, that so, had, had to be great
0: to be able to hand off that baton, so to speak, that, to that you. That was just
1: so cool because I remember seeing the Howard's ads for these adjustable... Yeah. And they, they kind of... Uh, they might have been the one that came up with that seven-way adjustable gear. I think they were. So when I ran out of those cores, I, you know... Started looking around. I've heard about dino cams. I see junior drag magazines. I call them up. Was Ingle now- around at the time? Ingle cam? Were they around at the time? Oh, Ingle's been around a long yeah, time. Yeah, did oh, they sure. have anything in that world? I don't know if they ever got into the junior dragsters. McGee was into it. Ah, yeah, okay, McGee. sure. McGee, McGee, McGee you mentioned made McGee on, on our show. Yeah, McGee you know made McGee. them. Comp made some.
0: Is McGee still I around? weren't they like somewhere yeah. up uh, Southern California, yeah, uh,
1: California City or something? Yeah, huh? well,
0: I think that's what it's called. You think he's still it's pretty Canyon pretty much Country? Bonded. Oh Canyon hell, country? they're neighbors then.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, and so I bought McGee cores at one time. They would they were like non heat treated. I have to send them out for heat treat. I'd have to grind the bearings, <laughs> and i <I'd> have to <laughs> let me yeah. tell you that's a lot of work. I did. But they I, were round lobes. A lot good, of grinding. Yeah, but Chris and Phil McGee, uh, I, I bought cores from them. I but I found. Found out about DinoCam, and that was when you could call up and you get a hold of Mike Bordeaux, the owner. Yeah. Now all uh, oh, the boss man, he's not here. Sure, but it's like trying good, to get a, get a hold, hold of you, him, but it's more like I said, <laughs> yeah. But but uh, I told him who I was, and you know, and yeah, he he was always cool with me, and he would sell me these cores and um, and because uh, you had to start, you had to start getting some inventory because you're going to be selling them. Yeah, at oh, this point, right? And so what I did was I, when I would buy like a uh, bunch of sets of valve springs, or I would buy a. Uh, cores or whatever i would say uh uh i i would uh i'd order a rod a clone rod because because the clone you know charles starts coming all these guys start coming in and the clone is like the one that everybody can buy cheap yep you know why are you gonna buy you know this engine for 400 bucks or an animal or whatever 500 whatever it costs you know when yeah. i could go down and spend 100 bucks on this clone so that really was blowing up so I was like, well, I should have some stuff for these guys because they would ask me, hey, you have this, you have that? You know, And I wouldn't have anything except I can yeah. I can take your stock cam and weld up and grind it. Now I can get these things with unfinished lobes that have a lot of meat on them and I can craft oh, them any way you it's, want. It's, it's cool, yeah. yeah. And then you had to go but, the route with the valves and everything else too. Yeah, just so to before kinda... I'd have to weld everything on them. Oh. So uh, long story short, but I noticed that when I would – Order the I'd I i I'd, I'd see that they charged me a pretty good price for it. I said, they, they must be getting these for a good price because if ARC is selling it for $60, bucks, they are giving it to me for like somewhere I can make a nice little profit on it. You know, not a killing. Good. But I said, oh, cool, so I'll buy some more stuff from them. So I wasn't even dealing direct with ARC. And Richie one day, he was like, hey, can you order me this or something? Or somebody wanted something, and I ordered it. And then I called up, and I was talking to Hunter... Or something. I was like, "Hey, how do I be a dealer?" They're like, "Oh, we already made you a dealer when you bought that thing." I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." So I started buying from ARC, and I started buying from. I said, "Hey, you know, I should start." I had a seller's permit, and, and you know, and I would call up different places and I'd say, "How do I be a dealer?" Oh, you just buy this, and so I would start yeah, buy more this. than I'd one. I start stocking stuff, and I had a little cabinet with a few little things in it. You're building and, your own little empire, your and little I'd, small and, cabinet, and, right? And I, I don't even know. Did I have my website on I probably not. In the beginning I just I had my website but I didn't sell parts off of it. Later on figured out how, how to configure the store and set prices and whatever. And then it kind of like little by little, one day at a time, one little bit at a time, I just uh it kind of neat little store, you know, it keeps one man busy. I mean it's it's not uh, it's uh it's Crazy not a huge busy. warehouse where I got fifty guys in the back pulling parts, but you know, mm. it's it's it keeps me busy, keeps me out of trouble and it's fun. And yeah. I, enjoy, I enjoy it. I enjoy the guys that come in. We swap stories. It, we have laughter. It's fun. That's it, what this mini bike
0: thing is all about. It really is. Tim, yeah. you know, because you could be very happy, very content, very successful, feeding the big machine. You'd be shipping out small block Chevy camshafts, yeah, till til the world right. ends. You don't have to worry about that business going away. Uh, you could have been very content just hanging out, doing the deal, riding along with the ISKI train to step out into something that gave you a chance that not only find your little niche, but to really, you know, you inherited the name, you inherited some of the training, but you were able to take this on and mine it and, 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 and seed it and water it and grow it. And I could tell on the look of both of your faces as you were talking about those stories, that you, you're loving it. Uh, yeah. oh, I, yeah. I see it because I just uh, had a, a small dose of it by mentioning you were going to be on the show. And I typically do little teasers prior to the uh, podcast about who's going to be on there. And there was a blip with you. I, I think it largely has to oh, do really? with the fact that performance is something, whether it's pipes, whether it's the heads that Charles yeah. into, whether it's the camshafts that you're doing, the bikes that Ed's building, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. And, yeah. and, and you've been one of those guys and we're going to get to, in fact, if there's anybody that's listening now, I'd like to send in any questions. We've taken a few. and We're going to read them when we come back after the break. But if you have a couple questions that you'd like to maybe ask Tim, and we don't want it to be for him to call you because you want to buy a camshaft. He already knows that. But if you have any questions about performance, uh, and if we can get to them, we'd be happy to ask uh, Excuse me, ask these guys uh, what they think, see if they can give you some tips. Uh, we've got some shout-outs a little bit later on in the show. Uh, thanks for listening in. It's podcast number nine. We're here with Tim Iski from Small Engine Cams, Charles Mini Drag Bike Mosley, uh, Evil Ed. We're going to take a quick little time out. When we come back, we'll finish this podcast up. Thanks for watching, and um, we'll be back in, I don't know, a little bit. 15 minutes or so 10 minutes thanks for watching Welcome back, Linda, to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast number nine. And, uh, you know, we're trying out some new equipment here. E, hey, what did you get? What is the, what's the new uh, deal there?
2: It's called Mevo.
1: Multiple angles all in one camera where I can switch it to different ones. See? And so we can go live anywhere by a cell phone on
3: the camera.
0: So what that means is, like, I like the garage. You we were just talking about it. I got the setup kind of like almost where I'd like it. Minus or... Minus Minus a few things, or maybe with the addition of a couple of things. I like the garage, but what we'd like to do is allow you guys to see some of the cool collections that we have access to in Southern California. Imagine if we roll down to Taco Bill's. Imagine if we roll down to his shop. Shit, imagine if we roll down to Tim's shop. Imagine if we went to James up in um, Saugus or Damned. If we really wanted to blow the lid off this, we'd go to visit your house.
1: No, can't do that. <laughs> That's secret shit over there. That's what I
0: mean. uh, so for those of you who um, <laughs> are watching, this new equipment that our folks over at D1 Productions have come up with allows us to go remote. And I've got that little trailer out there that I talk about, my little baby. And uh, who knows, maybe that little trailer will take a little roll out, Ed, we'll put a couple of bikes in there. I think when I get that bike, Frankenstein, back from Jake Moe, I'll be anxious to hit the road. But. Oh,
2: yeah. That's yeah. what I wanted to talk about. Go ahead. i, I, yeah. I just remember. Jake, I remember on his podcast, he was talking about coming to L.A. a long time ago. Yeah, he mentioned I that. remember. I remember because it took me a while to think back. About 14 years ago, this is 14 years wow. ago, 2002, thousand so I think about 2002, Jake and Dustin came down to L.A., Someone called him from Palmdale, from LACR, the drag strip, or somebody knew him, to come down and race Brian, right? P.T. Brian. Brian was the fastest in 2002 with a Briggs Animal. No, World Formula. I'm sorry about that. World Formula. And uh, Dustin built the motor for... Did Dustin build it? I believe so. Cause Jake, Jake Mo built the bike. Dustin ran the bike, I believe. Oh, I thought right? I saw Jake on the
0: bike from was the stories and the pictures. I Jake thought, must have been on the bike, right?
2: Yeah. Okay, Jake the bike. Yeah. okay. Jake was on the bike. Dustin built the motor. And Jake didn't look and like he looks now. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah he yeah. was a little kid. He was like a, a little <laughs> kid. Oh no, it's like fresh out of high school or yeah. something like that. But anyway, <laughs> what happened? It was two races. Okay. Right? I always I never forget <laughs> it. It was two races. The first race, Jake lost. Only because he fell off the bike. At the right? start or at the yeah, end, they took off. They had a torque converter. Oh. They took off. He fell. Well, did he? He didn't fall. He almost fell. Got back on the bike, hit the throttle, and lost. Okay. Right. Good effort. Okay. Wow. The second, he <laughs> r- raced it right back same day. Right. This time, he stayed on the bike and won. And funny how right? that happens. Yeah. <laughs> he stayed on the bike and won. I'm like, this dude is stupid. Like, cause I can clearly see. The only reason he lost is because he failed, yeah. right? The other guy is so stupid, he ran it back anyway, <laughs> he gave was, him a chance to win, and he done. won. So they end up breaking even, uh, right? About... Money on the line? Money, yeah. They, oh I don't yeah. know if it They was broke even, $1? but Jake really should have done it, it both times, It might have been a $1, right? $1,000 $1, $1 race. I, I don't know. Oh, no, it off. Anyway, nice. yeah. So uh, the second time, about three months passed.
0: That dude should have kept his money after
2: the first race, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> they they <laughs> call him up again, right? They call him up again. Dustin came down. This time with two bikes, right? They had the same torque converter, chopper-looking mini bike, which I uh, probably Jake built it. I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's kind of his style. Yeah, but he had another mini bike that was a regular type of mini bike, like a Joe Frank maybe, with a clutch on there because the other one had torque converter. Yeah, he's a big torque converter guy. He had a that's a, what's uh, on my Frankenstein. He's using a torque converter. I think he had a Raytech clutch, something like that, drum race clutch or something. But anyway. Dustin had built the motors, and I, they was both Raptors, or either 5 horsepower. Maybe one was like 15 horsepower. One was like 17 horsepower, I think. But anyway, he told him, whichever one you want to race, there you go. So Brian said, I'm not racing that one with that torque converter. Because he's like, that's the the reason why you won, because of the torque converter. So he picked the other bike. With the clutch? Right? <laughs> yeah. And it's weird when you think about how long ago this was. Brian's jockey was his cousin, Eddie. I don't know if y'all probably don't know who Eddie is, but Eddie now he races d- pro drag bikes. Ah, so he's a real you know? deal. I don't know if it's IHRA or something or NHRA, on top it could alcohol be, yeah. or something. Wow. I don't know, but yeah, shit. But this is back with they was on mini bikes back then, <laughs> and um, what is his name? Eddie Reed. If you ever looked that up, Eddie okay. Reed. Yeah, we you making note of that. And uh, Jake and him. They beat him again with even with the clutch, the clutch bike. Yeah. What kind of engine was that in that bike, do you remember? A five horsepower. It's ah, also a five. Yeah, or either raptor, they pretty much the same. The raptor yeah. was just a little bit stronger block, but it looked identical to the five horsepower. Okay, got paid again? Got paid. <laughs> I think that was for about thousand or twelve hundred. I can't remember. It was a lot of money. Did they yeah. stop calling him? I that admit- was the last time I seen him. <laughs> and then look, look, look. it's like you skipped twelve years. And then I seen Jake, and then I didn't even know who Jake was. Yeah. But I still Dustin looks still is identical, the same. I right? hadn't, I
0: had met Dustin, but Jake
2: didn't have all that hair all on his face because yeah. he back then he just like a little kid. Yeah. Right? So I meant he looked different at but, the time. You know, Dustin still looks identical. Sure. Right. But he grew a lot since then because then Dustin, I can't remember what kind of car he had but now he didn't want Wally's and all kind of stuff. Yeah, they, they have a place called right?
0: Unparalleled Customs and they're building, they have a raw, I think it was a late 40s, early 50s, raw steel Chevy pickup they were working on and everything that they do, you know, it's like those are guys just pursuing passion and they're, they're welders and fabricators and, you know, they got it down. They got the look down. Yeah. In the mini bike world, you know, you guys are, uh, you guys are marquee names, all three of you within this little world of ours and Jake, amidst all of this, Pseudo mini celebrity and all these folks doing their deal, building them, promoting them, racing them. Jake's come in like we were looking at that book, and you got to his bikes. It's like he's been stopping them dead in their tracks, man. Yeah, yeah. he's got he's got a little something going on. He's 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 getting all that attention now, which is nice. And uh, selfishly, I love it because it's a great ambassador. Guys, look at those bikes. Uh, whether it's at the show, this this Frankenstein bike that he's building, I've been waiting for that bike. But I'm trying not to push him. Because I know how that is. We talked about that. But I can't wait. Uh, and that's the thing about it. I don't, you know, I, I'm more anxious about that bike than that Ducati out there. I just can't wait for that mini bike to get here. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we were talking about a lot of things. I want to take a second because we've had some questions. I asked the folks to send in some questions. And, you know, you guys would be the perfect trio. Uh, one guy is uh, Rich Bain. Or, excuse me, Rich Blaine. He says, okay, ask Charles. He's got a 420cc Predator. It's milled uh, .065 stock valve, stock piston, on an ARC rod, uh, 0.008 below deck, gauge roller rockers, three-to-one push rods, 280 cam, uh, 33 Makuni pumper. He's asking about what you think is appropriate timing and main jet size. He's running gas and he took the governor off. Now I know there's a lot of shit there, but I'm sure these style questions come up often. They Can do. you help this guy out? in terms of what he's talking or what he's asking about in terms of the recommended timing and main jet size for that style, Predator?
2: Well, normally, let me see. Sure. Rockers, two, not 280 cam. Normally, you don't have that. You don't run as much timing as you do with and you're on alcohol. He's running on gasoline, so the max you would possibly run is 32 degrees. But since his whole combination is mild, probably 28 or something would be okay for him. You don't run that much, though. Okay. And he's still running. Well, no, no, He's running a nice-sized car, but yeah, 33 all that millimeter? stuff is mild for the engine to be so large like that. If that was all on a small block, he had to run a lot more timing. But because it's on a big block, you know, it's still considered to be mild. Maybe 30 degrees max, you know. Well, there you go, Rich. You don't need that much.
0: Thanks for the question. Hope you got a little insight there. Also, I also have a question from Scott Goodlock. Great name. You get the name of the night, Scott. Uh, when you talk about biggest bang for your buck, that's the that's the big thing to a lot of people. You know, obviously the popularity of the predator is testament to that. Guys yeah. would rather spend the ninety nine bucks and have something to start with instead of spending five hundred bucks. You know, it, it is still a poor man's industry that we're in here. You know, let's face it. When we're talking about our mini bike guys. They're yeah they're they're frugal, and I mean that in a good way, yeah. in a smart way. But this guy's wondering again, biggest bang for your buck: bigger bore and stock stroke, or stock bore and bigger stroke. Just a basic philosophy. What do you guys think, Ed? Is that? What do you think?
1: It's hard to say.
0: Bigger bore and
1: stock stroke, or stock bore and bigger stroke? I think strokers are pretty good. I guess it kind of depends on what you want to do. Um, if you're going um, for maximum horsepower, uh, the best way to do it is bigger bore and shorter stroke, and really spin it. I mean that's what for they do in formula 1. Yeah. Well there you go. That's they would have those V10s and V12s doing you know 19,000 rpm with short stroke and big bore but they didn't have any torque. You know what I mean? So at some point you got to have some stroke and some bore and I think a stroker motor you know is definitely yeah. Uh, not
0: only does the stroker motor seem to be yeah, the you, topic within most platforms motorcycle
1: mini I mean, bikes. if you can go more bore more stroke great you know yeah. but if you're one or the other, I mean, I'd, I'd say if you're going for maximum power, I'd probably... And Scott, to your point, too, you know,
0: a lot of it depends on what you're going to do with the bike. Yeah, You know, sometimes guys just want to build an outrageous bike with all kinds of yeah. numbers just to show it. Some guys are actually putting the bike in motion. Some sure. bikes will never be
2: even started up, so you, depending well, on what your application what is. What I always tell dudes, though, if they ever got ahead head flow tested, then they will understand a little bit better because... They test them on different size bores, right? Right. The larger the bore you test it on, the better the head flows. Like if you was to test on a two and three quarter inch bore predator, right, it will flow. And the head say flow a hundred, right? On a two and three quarter inch bore predator, the head flows a hundred. Same identical head with a three inch bore might flow hundred and ten. You see what I'm saying? Sure. So you have made ten percent more power without doing anything to the head, just by going to a bigger bore. Now you're making the bore 250,000s bigger, right? When you make a bore a quarter inch bigger, it makes more cubic inch. The cc's is larger If you than if you were to add a quarter inch more stroke. So if you go a quarter inch more stroke, your engine will go from, let's say, 200 cc's to 230 cc's. But if you was to add a quarter inch more bore, it will go from two hundred cc's to two fifty cc's. So the motor gets larger and breathes better. So, but if you can get both, but the bore always be smoke anytime. Yeah. yeah,
0: and I know there's a lot of different philosophies out there, and this is this these are your opinions, and I think your opinions count because you guys are actually you know you, no, you're in the middle. No, these are, of are it.
2: not opinions. This is what I tell you. This is fact. Already. Well, there you go. To your yeah. point. Sure. When I Get these flow tested. <clears> That's what I'm telling you. This is what I do. Okay. Right? They flow test them on different, they call them bore orf- orifices, right? The size of it. What you're going to put this head on, they ask you. you. say, oh, I'm running on a Predator motor. Predator's two and three quarter inch bore, right? Okay. They put the, the tester, two and three quarter inch bore, and it's sucking down with so much pressure, right? They put the tester at 28 inches of water, and it's sucking in. Boom. So okay, you're getting 100 CFM. Now, if you made the motor bigger, right, you say, oh, it's a three-inch bore. They make the tester three-inch bore, same identical head. This is what I'm telling you. Got it. it just so there's changes. no guesswork. It would, make the, it would force the head to flow more, right, by having bigger bore. If you just went to a bigger stroke, it doesn't change the flow of the head. Okay. It only changes by the bore size. Because what's happening is it unshrouds the valves more. The area around the valves has more wall to go around, and just like saying, if I had to go around this table, okay. without that, it was only this much space before I hit the wall. I would have to squeeze and go around, but with it being more room, I could run around there fast and easy. That's pretty much the difference.
0: Yeah, good example.
2: Yeah, that's what. I, that's yeah. Okay. You know.
0: Yeah, and and Charles, uh, thanks for correcting me because you're all right. This is not just. Well, somebody's idea, well, most people it's, it's, say
2: it's theory. It's always theory until you put it to the test. True. It's theory, theory, we talk about it, you know, but then I already know, the bigger bore.
0: And well, and, and that that work and that experience that you have, that you share, saves somebody a lot of time, effort, and energies. When we were talking earlier, Tim, about the camshafts, one of the things that um, I guess comes up often is, no matter what you're doing, when you're a manufacturer, is like, is there one that's a little bit more popular? Is there one that's maybe uh, a favorite of your customers within the small engine cam line? Okay. Is there a specific cam that is a little bit more popular, has a little bit more notoriety that, I, that you, you know can what determine? I sell
1: the most of is uh, not my smallest or my biggest. I've got this one uh, called the Black Mamba. That two seventy six.
2: <laughs> two seventy six. Yeah.
1: Okay. That Charles had requested when we had first gone to making the masters on a CNC machine uh, that one uh, the reason I uh, call that the black Mamba is uh, he was jokingly like Johnny you playing one those. of the guys was saying, yeah Tim you know on budget builds we use this dyno cam and it's like a a 265 you know that 265 yeah, it was unwelded like dyno cam CM or CL, whatever yeah, and it's a little cam and it's like a 265 lift where they just grind it and they don't weld it. I think they flame harden it or something, which is not the same as welding, right? But it, it holds up, you know, decent with single springs and all that. And I said, oh, man, I said, come back tomorrow morning and I'll have one for you, right? <laughs> so I took the, actually at the time, I took that 270 lift one and ground it because it was 5000 more lift, but I knew it had more duration than the than that cam. I said, I'm going to get on this budget cam market too. And then my dad's got a parkerizing tank where you put the automotive cams, and that's why they turn the lobes black, right? That's for, like, ah, uh, okay. it puts that soft metal coating on it, and right. it, the oil sticks to it, good for break-in. Sure. So I dipped it in the parker tank, comes out black, and I said, here, <laughs> try this. It's called the Black Mamba, right? I just, just, just first thing came to <laughs> mind, right? And then, oh, yeah, we like that one. So s- a couple guys <laughs> asked for it, and I started selling it. And I would say, hey, just run the 26-pound spring on it. Don't run dual spring. Yeah, no problem, no problem. started selling like hotcakes. And then one week, I got two of them back, completely flattened out. <laughs> I always had welded my cams. But I came up with that one. I said, this is my first unwelded cam. But they didn't. Oh, well, yeah, we ran dual springs on it. I said, okay, from now on, I'm going to weld them. And then that's I took that grind. and yeah. they, I, I sell a lot of them. Then I, later on, I came up with one called the Black Mamba Jr., that had the same lift yeah. shorter duration. <laughs> and then like the and man. then I tightened the lobe separation.
0: Know you know, black mama's in every sports headline yeah. every day. Black Mama dropped fifty. Lakers Johnson. Black yeah. Mama on fire. Yeah, that yeah. always Lakers comes Johnson. up too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and on the junior I just tightened the lobe separation angle and reduced the duration. I went from one oh eight to one oh four lobe separation and a, from two forty six to two thirty duration. And a lot of guys like that one. You know,
0: and correct me if I'm wrong here.
1: heavier guys or whatever, when they need torque.
0: It it sounded as if you found success by using and and modifying a lot of existing cams, sizes, applications. And, you know, you don't come across like you got in this and you're Mr. Cam and you started with a piece of, uh, you know, steel. You seem to be like... Businessman like, where you've been able to come in, evaluate what you have, listen to what the customers want, and yeah. What's available, it, and
1: do a lot of adjusting. Oh, and trust me, just because my last name is Iskandarian doesn't. Like I said, I wasn't just born with like. What I'm still learning every day. You know what I mean? And I, you know what I had to learn too is what some, some of the guys like JJ would come in and Big Rick and them guys would come in and they're like, yeah, we want the biggest cam you got. Being able to explain to I them that I found out. That they didn't always mean that. That's what they thought they wanted. Yeah. I'd come with these big old cams, right? And it'd be a dog sure. until you got to way up in the RPM. And then I found out. Which they were you very got g-
0: way up there. And I had so. to
1: learn combinations. And you get it, you know how anything you do for a while, you get a feel for it. Yeah, You can almost look at it and go, yeah, this carburetor, this engine, this board. You, yeah, You've
0: seen enough of those.
1: And what do you want to do with it? Oh, I want to do this yeah, this will probably be good for you. And you can usually ballpark it and get it pretty darn close when you recommend a camp because you do it day in and day out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, you know, it, it, I had to learn that these guys would say, oh, I want to just beat everybody. I want the biggest, baddest thing. Yeah. And these guys, <laughs> yeah. I'd give them these junior dragster grinds on a Briggs oh. World Formula or something, and it was way too big until you got it. Way in the RPM. And, I, you know, I had to learn, too. And there the car it,
0: guys do the same thing, too. They're always going for the biggest cam. And yeah. Then it's like and, and you
1: realize was... through the years that things have to be kind of matched. You don't want a carburetor that's too big and, and you know, match with a port that's too small and a cam that's so big and a header that's... Too, yeah. you, know, you know how that stuff yeah. can get mismatched. And I realized through, you know, through the years, and it, you kind of perfect it. And, 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 but it, it, I learned just as much from these guys as they did for me I mean to be honest with you it just it, and it just kind of got to where it is now just it, it, you know what it is it's just uh, elbow grease and li- I think you gotta just like what you do and work hard at it and it becomes a success no matter what yeah. it's it just if you just like what you do I mean I know Charles likes b- pushing the envelope of what you can do within this little package you know and uh he's tried different things found what works what doesn't work you know and it's just with anything you know you just, you just yeah get it's, his, it's it's
0: it's putting that yeah. time in and actually yeah. listening too right yeah you have oh, a lot yeah. of other talented guys out there oh yeah in it maybe in it equally or even a little bit more than you may be sure and they were in yeah. it not necessarily from the business aspect it was a passion that they had yeah and there's a lot of talented guys out there uh we've had quite a few of them luckily on our show um and I bring this up, uh, actually, I got an email from, uh, I've got one of their pipes here. I've got an F&B pipe. Yep. I've got one on that bike there. Uh-huh. And F&B, both Brian and Frank are uh, providing a roller that we're giving away at the mini bike show. Come yeah. October the 1st. They've been guests on the show before. In fact, I have got an email from Brian, what's happening, Brian, earlier, saying he was anxious to be listening to the show. He's a big fan of yours, because you came up, you're a big part of the conversation when he was here. Yeah. And... I notice, because I'm sitting on this side of the desk, that within this little community, there's a lot of guys. In fact, we talked about it earlier before the podcast started where I don't really know those guys as well as you guys collectively know each other. And whether it's Brian or Evil Ed or the Guardrail Dave's or the Minibike Paul's, these guys, have they've known each other for a long, long time. Yeah. And they're still in it, which is really kind of cool. That is cool. And yeah. there's some competitiveness as well, because I talked about and I, I read a lot of what's happening now on the, the Minibike uh, post posts on Facebook as well as the myriad of other online opportunities where people can talk about what's up, and everybody's racing, and it's getting fun, it's getting competitive. There's been some good-natured competition between you and Brian, and I think a little bit had to do with the podcast that we had, I don't know if it was podcast three or four, Ed, you were a part of it, where we talked about the competition that was had, as well as Brian's version of the story afterwards where he (laughs) submitted an engine. So so I I really didn't know it. All I knew about it is what I had heard from both you and Brian. But I can tell that, and, and look, you're smiling, and, and we're all smiling because <laughs> this is fun. It's, it's a good natured ribbing. But maybe you can help,
2: Tim, as well. But let's set the record straight if we could. Okay. Um, well, this is what it was. Tell right? me. I originally wanted to call Brad, but I can't get in contact with him right now because he was going to pretty much tell... The the story of it, but Tim knew when I was actually building my engine, because you know I get some of the parts from from Isky. I rarely get parts from him. Most of my stuff is all custom, though. Sure, you know. And this
0: is the engine that you built for the engine building con- yeah. competition, right? Okay, yeah. cool.
2: But my other bigger motors are pretty much full custom. I don't really get anything really. Fill not that, off the shelf parts. no nah. Right. You are talking about the block? This the motor here, it had certain rules I had to follow. So it had to have a cast head and, and, you know, certain size motor or whatever it was. So I just followed the rules and I was finally able to get it, you know, done in time. But the motor ran poorly, which, you know, from Russian. But luckily, some type of way, I was still able to win, right? Brad Mm -hmm. told me. You know what? You, you know you want it. You know, and I was like, "What with that engine?" You're surprised because the engine really wasn't up to. Yeah, power. and I was the first guy. See, with me being the first guy, I figured it. I ran bad, and I, and everybody was waiting on me to go first. You're the right? litmus
0: test. Yeah, for everybody so else. When
2: I went, I ran bad. Brad told me, you know, just you know, yeah, it was smoking and it had oil all over the place. Just send me the motor back. I was pretty much I was pissed off, right? So when I got it back. Three weeks later, you know, Brad told me, "Man, you know what? Your engine is still at the top." I said, "Man, I can't believe it!" Right? Then next, like about another this is, week, uh, how I many
0: entrants were in that contest? Just to, to catch up a little bit, how many motors were submitted for five? that? I don't,
2: I don't know exactly mm-hmm. how many it yeah. was, but I mm-hmm. end up wow, I end up five. winning, okay. right? And once I won, I was like, "Oh, okay, I won by a small margin." What right?
0: were the results of the when you won? It's it's horsepower. Is, yeah. Okay. Who, who yeah. Most, it? was what, what maximum was it? horsepower. It was, yeah. The maximum horsepower was the was the they were going
2: for. So what was your What was the
0: horsepower that that?
2: you remember? It was what? a twenty eight point right? nine, right? 99 right? All right. The guy behind me made twenty eight point seven. Who was that guy? Right? You remember? Yeah, Barry Young. Oh yeah. Okay. Right? Sure. His name's yeah. popped up before. Yeah. Sure, Barry Young. And it was a. He also came in third because he had brung two engines, right? Ah. He came in second and third with both. The other engine made like 27-something or whatever. I can't remember. But anyway, I didn't think nothing of it. You know, I won, and I was like, oh, yeah, man. You know, it was all congratulations and stuff like that. What I didn't know was, you know, Brian sent the engine to to, uh, Brad to be tested. Now originally, before the event even happened, I told him and Daryl about it. Are y'all going to get in it or whatever? They was like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get in it or whatever. But they end up, nah, I didn't have enough time. You yeah. know, I didn't, I ain't gonna get in it, right? So okay, whatever, right? So I end up winning. And um, what I didn't know is he sent the engine over to uh, Brad, right? And now Brad, when you say he
0: sent the engine, he sent the engine to compete into that contest. He sent the, the engine contest
2: in- was already over. I already won. Right, I already had one, so uh, I didn't know about this. This was supposed to be a secret, right? Because Brian told him, "I want to do something," right? And so Brad is thinking, and like most people think, that this is friendly competition between him and me, right? He wants to try to beat however much horsepower I got, and he's gonna, you know, play around with it and like play. or whatever, right? Yeah, Duran and Leonard. But I'm telling Brad. That he really be serious? It's not that he just he wants to beat me. He wants to like tarnish my name. That's what I don't like. Oh, right? so you get the
0: feeling that it's more than than it's just a friendly than that, competition. It's more than because
2: at the time I'm not even thinking about him. I'm thinking about the other guys that's in the competition I want to beat. Right. He's not even in the competition, right? So okay, I end up winning. There it is, and I'm thinking nothing of it. He secretly sends. Now when Brad tells me, and this is why I'm like okay, I didn't even know all this happened. He said, yeah, he sent this motor and told me to uh, keep it a secret, don't tell nobody, right? He said, the only reason I'm telling you is because I didn't know on the podcast because I showed him the podcast, episode five or whatever it was, right? I showed him on the podcast that he's claiming to be .1 horsepower behind me. I said, I told you, Brad. He was serious. He's not jokingly saying this stuff. You see what I'm saying? So he says yeah man i didn't even know that he said well all you have to do is call me and i would tell the truth right of what happened so he told me that everybody ran on the same fuel and everything when he sent his motor his motor didn't run good at all right i don't know if it made it wouldn't even rev up he said he couldn't get no data on it right he said so he checked the timing the timing was okay he ended up changing a little bit he took the carburetor off was running bad he sent it to Dustin, Dustin Stevenson, the competition carburetors, sent the carburetor off, got it rebuilt, got it back two weeks later, put it on the motor, changed the timing, welded the uh, EGT sensor onto the exhaust Yeah, that part. was on the photo. Uh, he actually had that engine here. Yeah. Now, when he dyno tested the motor, he got it as best as he can get it, 27 horsepower, right? 26.8 uh, 27 horsepower, right? On alcohol, right?
0: With some guess, tweaks, though, right? With the guy doing the carburetor, yeah, well, and...
2: Brad himself, yeah. With the, the the carburetor freshly rebuilt, he got the motor as best as he can get. So it, that engine could right? not
0: have been evaluated as if it was a submission for the contest. Even
2: if it would have been, okay, in the contest, he would have been in like fourth place, right? But it wasn't in the competition, right? So then he says, "Oh, you know, I have. If you're trying to get some more horsepower, I have some M5, right?" The they didn't drain that out. M5 is like five percent nitro. Yeah. He put M5 in there, and he got twenty eight point eight horsepower, like another one point eight horsepower, nice. right? And so uh, he sent him. Now Brad, he didn't send me both dyno sheets. The same dyno sheets he sent Brian, right? So I can see the difference in power or whatever, right? So I said, "Well, man, I didn't even know that." He, de- he tested all our motors on regular methanol, and he tested his on methanol, then on M5, right? So, Brian comes on here and says, yeah, my motor made twenty eight point eight point one horsepower less than MDB. My motor's smaller. My motor run all day long. His stuff is on the edge, and I just barely did this engine. Pretty much saying his engine is better than mine's, right? And it makes the same exact power, right? So, I'm like, this guy here the problem with it is this is broadcast live everywhere anybody anywhere can see it right and i say now brad you see what i was talking about you thought he was just joking he says oh man and that's when he tells me the whole story of what happened keep it a secret i'm not gonna tell nobody he says okay if i beat him then i'm gonna post it up and say i beat him right I so said, why this dude wants to beat me? So now we're supposed to race, right? Okay. But the difference is I'm like John Force of many bikes. <laughs> that's just how it is. You're right.
0: Like, I think that's a great analogy. I
2: have what I like to call an arsenal, right? You know what an arsenal sure is, you do. right? Yep. I have an arsenal of horsepower, right? Not just one bike. That's it. If you beat that bike, that's all I got. I have an arsenal. Right. Normally, the way I do it is I have the lowest horsepower bike out of my bikes. Right. And I will race it up against your fastest. If magically you can beat my slowest bike, I can always beat you with the next bike I have. Right. But what he's trying to do is saying your slowest bike is still too fast. Right. So what Brian wants me to do is build another motor, smaller Less horsepower, with me being heavier, get on the bike, and race. You just want me to lose to you. That's what you want? Just give you the race? Don't you hear in that, though, Charles? Don't you hear in there a little admiration, though? You can't tell. That's John Forrest. He got a funny car. 8,000 horsepower. He's trying to make 10,000 horsepower.
0: You can't tell him to You
2: can't tell him to go down to 3,000 horsepower and race me so I can possibly beat you and then brag to everybody. You can't do
0: that. I'm telling you, it's a backhanded compliment, in, in my humble opinion. It, 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 it's you know, you always you always have that one guy <laughs> you wish you were as fast as him or a little stronger. You know, you, there's always that one guy, and and although you mature in age, you're still you still got that competitive. For you, there's always that guy yeah, that yeah. you wish you could beat me, just couldn't. I think that's really what it is, in my, in my opinion. Because he when I beat see me. now he he did
2: beat me once. He okay. beat me once, right? Yeah. The time he beat me, right? This is how I met Dustin. This is another story, but he beat me once. My motor's running real bad, surging. I put the bike back on the truck, right? They then begged me, "Race, come on, come on! Even with you running bad, you should Where be was able to this beat This was about in maybe 2011, okay, somewhere about five, maybe 2012. But uh, he beat me that day. Actually, I'd have put my bike away. I wouldn't go race. Another guy said, "I will put my money up. I get on the bike and I will still beat him with your bike running bad." So I had nothing to lose. I said, "You know what? If you really want to race him that bad, we'll do that then." The dude took my bike off the truck, got on the bike, and lost. Okay. So it's a loss to me. Your bike. I then took the carburetor off. Found Dustin. This is how I found Dustin, right? This is back in 2012, right? Send the carburetor to Dustin. He rebuilt my car made it richer because it was too lean right put it on the motor because at the time what i always had a problem with is i can buy a carburetor brand new from ec distributing they're the ones who sell the carburetors but they have them set for overhead valves which is extremely lean well my engines flow a lot of air more than the flatheads right so i need my motors to be richer than flatheads right so if they drill a carburetor let's say for uh, overhead valves, 70% for flatheads. I need my carburetors 80%. Because I'm dumping in, I need a lot more fuel. I got so much more air coming in, right? So when he listened to me, he did it the way I did. Boom, I'm out there going super fast now.
0: Your carburetors dialed in.
2: Yeah, so now I just back to beating. But see, I didn't beat him. See, like Evil Ed, I didn't beat this guy. I I didn't beat Brian like. 80 times. Cause I used to think it was a hundred times I beat him, but I don't think it was a hundred. It's gotta be a little over eighty. I just say eighty. I, I, can't even, I can't even count <laughs> you so many times. The same thing happened with him. He always think that I might have beat him five times, but Evil Ed just stopped counting after five. <laughs> right? He just stopped counting after five because he was beating them so much they started saying, Well, we're gonna get you a backpack. Ben, and put twenty
3: pound, 20 pound
2: weight in it. I you know, know what I'm saying? Look, to no back, slow back you back down, you. just so this dude can beat him,
1: right? There was a lot. I'm telling
2: you. I'm telling you. Look, <laughs> <laughs> he was just losing all the time. That's what I'm saying. You know. And the
3: thing about I even
2: went to the look. chicken place and ate forty pounds of chicken. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> <Look>. <laughs> I saw that video. You gonna eat chicken and potatoes The way
1: the way I see it is, uh you remember how serious it was back then? Oh, and, yeah. all <laughs> and then you guys were shooting these videos. They'd go to uh Louisiana Chicken, <laughs> and Edwin and them, and they'd be like, here we are again at the chicken spot trying to gain weight, you know, <laughs> and trying to gain weight so I can slow down and make it fair to so... You know, all this stuff, you know, all that... That was funny. Everybody I was g- mad. I saw the but last one. you know one. what? I, I I don't know. It was... It's funny shit. It this was funny, funny stuff, man. And I kind of missed when it me. was on uh, OM, OMB because then, yeah, yeah. then they would post all the stuff. Nobody does that now. No. And everybody's on Facebook. And yeah. everybody's, uh, you know, people come into the shop and they're like, oh, look at this guy just posted this. Open, oh, boom, boom, boom. And it's, yeah, it's so immediate instant. immediate gratification now. But before it was like everybody get home and get on the computer and this and that. Yeah, Whoa. you look forward th- to it. Then the, the universe universe was we all was having
2: fun except, the, for, so, except but, uh, for solo. Except for solo. You but everybody are, else I, was I think about fun. when
1: I was younger and stuff would make me mad, you know, and then it would be like, I'm talking about like, you just want to kill somebody, you're, <laughs> well, <mad. if> <laughs> because like, of you're And then, of you group. know, you look back and you go, what was I thinking? I was yeah. just a little kid. What did I know? But, you know, you know, this I, stuff I've made is, th-
0: I've made this point uh, even. Uh, recently when I first started off in the mini bike world and I went on OMB and you put a few posts out there and you get like bombarded with negative <laughs> shit like <laughs> that's a tough, you dig that's in? A tough like I'm website from, you know I'm from the east coast well and that's where well, da- i spoken and you're not used so- to people talking shit without getting a little dose back of it but to me like oh, when Brian wow, and Frank sat here uh for the podcast I-, I don't know those guys anywhere near as long as as, as you guys have known each other but they seem like cool guys. The, oh, that's yeah. the one thing about all of this. In the midst of all of this, well, and, once upon a time like.
2: we did get along. I, I like I said, I met Solo back in 2004. I actually met him in person in about 2006. You know, and that was only because him and JD was going to throw down. It was like throw down on Mansfield. <laughs> when I see you, <laughs> you mean we, literally? Yeah, because i all was just sure, fight. Yeah. Oh yeah, on yeah. Site. And right. I saw Jay pictures of JD. He looks like a big dude. And, yeah, yeah. You know, everybody thought big behind that keyboard. You're, yeah. you're a big, you're a heavyweight champion behind um, that keyboard. But, right. but you know what? And though, I was friends with both, so I had to kind of make peace with both. Thank Y'all you, be Charles, cool, the, the big old, old know, peacekeeper. And that's just how it,
1: it is. It, but but JD, he's a big guy, but he's 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 a really cool guy, and and Charles too. Like Charles is kind of guy you can tell he could really put a pounding on you, but like yeah. But <laughs> Charles it. has told me like he's been really pissed off, and he's like. But I don't want to do that, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I don't, I don't want, want it to get be that. Most but of the like, the time. I was like,
2: no. Well, we you know we, know we have to and, understand and, that. And unlike
0: unlike back in the day when we were kids and we got to go throw down and that's just how it was. As an adult, you know the deal is like, all we could really do is just have fun talking about it. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and that's what mm-hmm. this is. this, yeah, this You is ever what heard this that?
1: Does. You know, nobody ever wins a fight. In in a sense, you realize that I guess as you get older. Now I've had a couple of instances where where. In the lobby, people. Were I, was, mad. I can only you know, imagine. There, there
2: was a couple of guys, you know. But well, we went guys. out, and talked I, it out. I, I it's guys. Time. It's racist. You know uh, you know, Harold was got into a, a pretty big argument.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and it was it, getting and loud, and it was going into the back office. And it must have been going, man. Tim's about to get killed out there, man. And it was like, but well, you're digging and it in you're like, like a little well, pitbull. Pit it is out. your but, shop. No, he's to giving me talk shit. We went to
2: that pause. Yeah. Thing right, and him and Harold got oh, into yeah. it out there too. I it was that. all up. Well, Paul was telling just, me something. just like the umpires do in the Bay Paul Royals. was telling me like <laughs>
1: Paul asked me at lunch yesterday. He says, uh, "You know Harold?" I go, "Yeah." He says, uh, "He's he said something to the order of uh, yeah, me and Harold have a little history, but uh, I, I I'm glad that it all worked out,' or something like that." I <laughs> <laughs> uh, a,
0: a, a, a good point, a good good ending point actually is that that's it right there. It's like you know you can still have, talk shit. You can still fucking win or lose on the racetrack. You can still talk shit on the podcast, but when it's oh, all man. said and done, most of the guys will see each other October the first. Everybody's gonna be smiling, and, yeah. and and that that's really what's cool. Yep. Uh, hey, I want to uh, I want to take a second if I could here, and guys, please as well. Uh, a few folks I'd like to thanks for uh, supporting the podcast, uh, Sonny Yorkman. Sonny is a guy over at SEMA who had the uh, that Dynajet portable dyno in the back of a pickup truck, so it looks like I may have two dynos at the upcoming Joe's Mini Bike oh, wow. reunion. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, he wanted $100,000 in eternal friendship. I said, I got the $100,000. I don't know about the eternal friendship. <laughs> um, uh, Darbon. Darbon's a name of a dude that I see often. I don't know him, but Darbon's been uh, a big supporter. Uh, Hugo Molina, Lance from Utica. What's happening, Lance? I'll see you at the Roadkill Night events, which is uh, August the 19th. Uh, in Pontiac, Michigan, during the Woodward Dream Cruise. i uh, also like to recognize and congratulate uh, Elena Scherer. She's the new editor of Roadkill Magazine. Uh, Isky and Charles were looking at the current issues of Roadkill, which is on sale now. I'd uh, like to uh, thank John uh, Burkett, uh, Jamali Tucker, uh, Josh Harris, uh, Benjamin Moore. I love your paint, Ben. Uh, Temecula Bob, uh, Carlos Andrade, uh, Aidan Esteban, uh, Billy... Um, Brother-in-law, Marv, uh, Ian, and the guys from CB Products, or CB Mini Bikes, uh, Billy Timberlake. Say hi to Justin. I um, also want to thank my sponsors, the folks over at CRC, particularly Brake Clean. We all love us on Brake Clean. Uh, check out their Brake Clean products, their Power Lube. Uh, Brake Clean will be with me in Pontiac. They're sponsoring a dyno. We're going to have a dyno out there on the Woodward Boulevard during the Woodward Dream Cruise causing mayhem. <clears throat> um, so uh, thank you, Pioneer, for your continued support. Uh, Pioneer Car Audio. Uh, we're working on that custom mini bike that uh, Ed started and Jake Moe's finishing up. That's going to have a, a complete fairing with an audio system and a oh, seat wow. that vibrates. It's going to be badass. I can't wait to get my hands on that. I'd like to thank the folks from Green Filters. Uh, Green Filters has a complete line of filters for not only mini bikes but for anything that is uh, anything that's breathing, any internal combustion engine, and plus. Uh, they don't just make them in green. They're available in different colors, too, so do not let the name fool you. It's Green Filters. They're good fans of the show and good friends of mine. Uh, I'd like to uh, thank Linda for being there for us, as well as uh, Emmanuel, a great job. Uh, Next podcast, we've had a couple shifts, and I want to apologize to Sean Reed, Papa Smurf. We've changed your podcast date five or six times. Uh, Sean, Papa Smurf will be in the house, uh, in the garage, on August the 16th, which is a Wednesday, and we'll—is that right? No. What is it?
3: What it?
0: Tuesday. Uh, I thought it was this. I thought it was the whatever. Is it Tuesday the 16th?
3: The uh, All right, Tuesday,
0: so Tuesday. Let's see. Is it Tuesday August the 16th? Sean, we may change your date again. So he'll be here. And, and Sean's just a mini bike dude. He he builds bikes. He buys bikes. He he helps people with bikes. He's he's online constantly. This dude has a lot of other things to do, but he's still very 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 passionate about mini bikes. E, you got a date for us?
3: August 16th. August
0: the 16th, Tuesday. Special Tuesday edition. Uh, A couple other things. We mentioned Happier Camper, uh, which is a cool place you can rent vintage trailers if you want to go, you know, enjoy the weekend somewhere. You know, go to the Sequoias. Go to to the ocean. Go somewhere. Go to the drag strip. Uh, Happier Camper's... um, has continued to uh, be one of those companies that just a natural fit for us. Uh, Manuel, I know that you had a chance to go over there. You're going to be helping them out. What's happening with Happier Campers? Where can folks find out more information about those guys?
3: HappierCampers.com. There's going to be a ton of stuff on the Internet soon that I'll be helping out in. So a lot of things
0: find out. Great. Um, folks, you have to check out uh, Small Engine Cams. You've got to go online at SmallEngineCams.com. Literally, not just cams anything anything you need to get the most out of your engine and that's what it's all about if you really want to go fast you got to check out Charles mini drag bike uh, Charles I noticed that your new card here looks pretty damn cool it's um,
2: oh you not know, never gave the address would I you let you give
0: that out please
2: okay yes uh, 1527 West Manchester Avenue. That's in Los Angeles.
0: Folks that may not be able to just jump in their car. Maybe they've got some listeners from Detroit. In fact, I want to say hi to uh, Myron, and also want to say hi to our East Coast mini bikers who may be joining us. What if folks from uh, back east or folks from the Midwest want to get a hold of you, Charles? What's the best way?
2: Uh, they can inbox me. Most of them, like Myron, he he hits me up all the time. He even has my cell phone number. So, um, you know. would you prefer the folks just go ahead and email you? Inbox, like inbox email. Even get my phone or I can give him my number. It doesn't matter. What is your number? 323-621-9572. Three, three, okay. Uh Evil Ed. Um,
0: I think it's our first time both meeting Sean. I don't know that you've met Sean Reed I before. Met him. Yeah. I like it. If you Sean can swing is on back. Actually, by.
2: old school. he has been around since like 2000 I with I, many bikes. I could in just Long tell Beach. we could just tell. As we tried to put together a list of guests, and I think so far he it's was so good. the original guy who built the bike for Brian. Wow. That raced against um, we were just talking about uh, uh, Jake Moe.
0: Nice. Yeah.
2: That's how long ago <laughs> yeah, And, and if Jake is. is able to, Jake Moe, in fact, this is an open invite to you,
0: Jake, if you're able to bring Frankenstein back on that Tuesday while we have the podcast, we'll have you join us as well, or at least have a, an update on the bike. Hey, everybody. It's Joe's from Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in, whether you're watching on Facebook Live or you'll be listening on iTunes or watching us on YouTube. Again, just to clarify, this is all about mini bikes. Go buy a mini bike, Like, go to Craigslist, go to eBay, go down the street and buy one from your buddy who's got one just sitting in the garage. Have some fun with it. Go buy yourself a Predator engine on Harbor Freight. Go to Northern Tool, buy a Hemi Predator, depending on where you live. Do it. Uh, get it ready. Still got time to come to my mini bike show, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, October 1st in beautiful La Crescenta. You'll see guys like Evil Ed and Charles and uh, Tim walking around. Uh, and if you have not had a chance yet for him to return your call about that cam shift that Camp chef you had to have you'd be able to see him live and talk I to him. I want to then. say that. Please go <laughs> I ahead. I always
1: return emails and calls. Uh, as a one man show, you know, sometimes, you know, patience varies. when, but you know, I tell you what, I always do. And when you got me on the phone, you got me. I mean, is I, there a
0: better time or a bad time for folks to try to get hold of you?
1: You know, every day is a little different, and so depending on what they throw at me in my dad's shop, you know, about you know cam design or checking cams that come in and you're on the west coast too whatever. so folks have to
0: realize that too right yeah so, and
1: uh so sometimes the messages will stack up and sometimes i'm caught up on them you know it just depends but i i'm, I'm always working at it so and, if they call and,
0: you and leave a message on a friday they're going to hear back from you the following week is that typically how no, it works uh, uh, like some,
1: so, sometimes it takes that long and sometimes it's you know great sometimes i'm having to be sitting right there next to the phone when it rings and so so <laughs> hey look it's persistent like, well, we got you you There's know but, nothing
0: in this life that you want or need that comes easy so make a second call. And if you really want to, because believe me, this is the cam that you're going to want to use, or if you want to get a hold of him to buy his head, it's worth all those four, five, six calls. Okay?
2: Sometimes they get in contact with me and be like, I've been trying to call Tim. I'll be like, I'll call him. It's not Walmart. Ain't Walmart, you got it. Uh, Charles, any shout outs before you uh, head off? Oh, yeah. To the, I wanted to give a shout out to this original guy. I forgot about him, you know, Mike Clements. I don't know if y'all know about yeah. Clements, but he's like the original brakes yeah. guy over here. Everybody, What's happening, Mike. You know, this is—he's in Arizona. He's—he's he's always in pretty much poor health right now, but he'll get better, Mike. He and, did like good guy. Everything. Hey, send everything. A, s- get with Charles. Send him your you shirt know? size,
0: and we'll send you out a Joe's Mini. In fact, thanks for representing with the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion T-shirt. Yeah. We'll get we'll get yeah, one yeah, off yeah. to him. Maybe make him feel Yo, a little bit Mike. better.
2: Yeah, yeah, Mike. He knows my everybody. Remember Mike? Yeah, Mike is—he's yeah. still been—he's like forever. There you go, you Mike. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, forever. OG
0: Mike. Uh, how about you, Tim? Anybody you want to mention or uh, say
1: hello to? All my customers out there, I appreciate you. I want you to know that, uh, you know, as a one-man show, like I said, sometimes sometimes I'm <laughs> overloaded and it takes me a while to get back. But I appreciate all you guys, uh, all you local guys that come in. That Oh, my. that keeps you entertained, like, too, doesn't oh, it? Oh, it keeps me entertained. When the website gets a little slower, that picks up. It just seems like it all works out. and uh I uh, want to a shout up. out to my wife, Leisha, and my daughter's Faith and Hope. They're in the Philippines right now. Oh, are they? And uh, so I told her I'd be on this podcast. Well, she can Got on, she permission to. from her. Good. <laughs> to go out? And, yeah. And so, uh, anyway, I just wanted to. Well, wish say them safe travel them. so they have and, a nice, uh, safe return coming yeah. back here. And, uh, uh, with
0: that new camera you see there, maybe we can just put that baby up in the lobby of small engine cams <laughs> during a yeah. day in a life and uh, get some animated, x rayed conversations out of this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, Tim. So, we hope
0: you enjoyed the podcast. It oh, was a sure pleasure it. to have you on I, there. It
1: just flew by. I can't. I mean, I, yeah. I can't believe it's been two hours. It's just bam. Yeah, it it, <laughs> it happens like that. Yeah. Um, and you know,
0: to me, it's like I, I'd much rather leave a deal where you're having fun and you wish for more, where you're just dragging on, and waiting to get
1: the hell out oh, of here. Right? No. I, you know, it's uh, you know, I wonder because I've never done one of these before, and I wonder like, hey, I wonder how it's gonna go. You know, am I gonna have enough to talk about? But man, it's just like yeah.
0: that. Well, you did a great mm-hmm. job, and thanks for the yeah, insight well. as well. Uh, just, uh, we're running a little bit long here, but it's all good stuff. Ed, thank you as well for being here, man. You're my thanks ace. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I um, I would like to help, especially if the plan is for you to build the drag bike, test ride it, and then sell it. Uh, let us be the one to launch it. Let's get that bike in there. Let's <laughs> let people see what it is. I was trying to get it done for the reunion. All right, please. So. But... I, 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 I better you stop know. asking you to do shit one for man, me then.
1: One man shop. Tim knows about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You well, <laughs> shop too? Yeah. I've seen. Um, well, all of us,
0: even including my main man E, we're all one man shops.
1: Yeah. Hey? Tough. But that's Fuck where yeah. you get. That's where you <laughs> get the personalized service, though. That's where you get the best service. It, it think, is,
2: now.
0: and you know, it's it's just one of those things where sometimes you don't need more than
2: one. Oh, what, Charles? We forgot about uh, Daryl. Daryl from uh, BDMS and oh, okay. uh, yes. George at GT Hobbies. Guys, right? uh, we were trying w- to get them in. Those two was good or uh, whatever. George um, yeah. or
1: uh, Daryl. They please. were both yeah. in today at the same time. Oh, yeah. George is funny, too. Yeah, He'll yeah. say some stuff that's just so funny. And then Daryl they were both in at the same time. We were talking. Oh man, we were just sitting there talking. So guys, for a So guys, um, look. So
0: I don't know how often yeah. uh, Daryl, you or George have been asked to sit in on a podcast. If it's a daily thing for you, or if no one's ever asked you, this is an invitation for you to join the podcast. You uh, come. You come with uh, good recommendations here. Yeah. Uh, yeah we only have two left.
1: Motorized bicycle over here.
0: Oh, does he have one of those? I saw one of those. Yeah, he's into yeah, that big time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's so into that big time. Mm. I can't get into anything more. If you've seen seen it, it, you will want one. I'm telling you. I saw one. The guys guys from Optima Batteries had a line that they're on display at the SEMA show. And it's an off road bike with an engine in it. And it's like way too cool. And it really wasn't that expensive, it was a few grand. They'd probably got a deal on no, one. No,
2: this don't even cost that. Yeah, these is you can ride on the street, pedal, and then put the engine on and ride. There's I've one on
0: Craigslist
3: right
1: now a motorized yeah. bicycle. Yeah, I it, see him. It's got a Briggs animal in it.
2: Yeah, yeah. no, oh,
0: I want I, to. I, I just uh, parted with a a a DT a nineteen eighty DT one hundred bike with sixteen hundred original miles. I thinned out that herd. Um, I want to get a new Grom.
2: Yeah, the new one's coming
0: out. Uh, Although the engine hasn't changed, the body's changed a little bit. I've got a couple guys on the street. In fact, one of them, Tommy Mm -hmm. Campbell, my sponsor's son, wants to buy my old one. So, Look, we're running long, guys. Thank you. It's Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, uh, podcast number 10. I had a really good time. Thank you. I hope that you guys did the same. We'll see you back uh, in August with Papa Smurf, Sean Reed. Have a good time, and go buy a mini bike.
3: show.